Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Uh, last I Jedi will overtake so, Empire. This has got me uh, so fucking pumped for I know. Uh, I'm gonna go Rise see of Skywalker tonight. Oh shit! Oh We're shit! Starting a podcast. Podcast time. Here we go. Hey, Hell yeah! You didn't even give me a chance to go. You know. Get up! Come on! Get down with the sickness. Ooh ah 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 ah! How are you, man? Me, me. Yeah. Hold on one second. Let oh, me just there get, you go. Let me get a drink of this unsponsored coffee mm-hmm. that. Uh, May or may not affect bowels. Who knows? Oh, sure. But I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I love it. That's I just great. got manscaped. <gasps> Wait, are we just going through all the ads we don't have? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do you ever like mud? mud it? What, buddy, what's your the mud you're drinking? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. It's like this fucking YouTube guy that I want to beat. I want to like. You want to stamp his head in. I want to beat the shit With, out of every like, speaking YouTube Speaking of stamps. Ad. Speaking of stamps. <laughs> Have you tried stamps.com? Yeah. Stamps.com. I'll be honest. Stamps.com said they were going to send me a scale once and they never fucking did it. Really? Yeah. I signed up for it to do it. Use the Marin uh, ad. Stamps. Always there in a lick. Whoa. You should pitch that to them. <laughs> uh, God, how are you? Okay. So we had a rough one last week. We did. We got, we our, got our shots. Yeah. We got jabbed. You know, that's what, that's what they say. That's what they say. Throwing away my shot is what what's your go-to shot song ben uh i don't know that's a weird question all right you know yours that. has been that one the hamilton one yeah not throwing away my shot that's on my that's on my vax playlist well i know that if i know eminem got the johnson and johnson because he's talking about how you only get one shot <laughs> uh and then, of course, uh, oh, well, and then what was it? Uh, bon Jovi's fucked up. His was shot through the heart. <laughs> like, no, oh, you're supposed yeah. to get it in your arm. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Um, well, he's only got one shot because I heard he's halfway there. That's right. Uh, so we so last week, what happened? Uh-huh. Listeners, if you I know that. So last the, the episode you listened to last week started off with me being like, uh, hey, everybody. So I know a, immediately you're like, ah, fuck, somebody died again, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> like. But no, what happened was we were both, I had already got my shot. You were about to get your shot. And we were like, okay, we've got this window of time where we can record. And so we were like, okay, let's do the NFL draft. It'll be easy. And then, easy. We, and then we recorded. We did like two and a half hours. Oh, it's the best ever. It was very good. So I keep thinking. We had Mel Kuyper on. <laughs> so there were so many, like, remember the waddle jokes? Oh, yeah. There were so many things that like, I feel like Ugh. we'll fuck up calling back to that we never set up um we, that was literally could have been pitched as a pilot to get us a show yeah. on espn yeah we could be on the pat mcafee sports network or whatever right and and so we recorded the episode like always and then as soon as it was over as when it renders it just fucking stopped and i'd never seen that happen i was like what the fuck so i i spent the next like 20 minutes yeah. going through different google searches and trying to figure out what happened and to this time, I don't know. Something just fucked up with Zoom. 
And some people online are like, yeah, that happens every once in a while. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Tell me about that. Uh, so we lost it. So we did that Star Wars one, which I think was still probably interesting. Oh, yeah. It was five, five hours. We were really proud of those episodes. Yeah. And I like the justification of like, now that's like, that's the legends. And now they're canon again because we brought them in. Yeah, had a little fun with that today on the, um, I retweeted the old Mother's Day TV oh. Moms episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so now we're back, though. We apologize for that. We're um, back. The dinosaur story. How good was Slate Rule? Oh, it was the best. It like, was so fun. It totally raises the bar that we'll never be able to get towards. Yeah. You know? Not until we start watching, uh, I don't know, Brendan Fraser movies or whatever. Oh, yeah, totally. I Fucking oh, mummy month. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, happy mummy's day. <laughs> Uh, also, how good is that new goddamn logo we got, huh? It's great. That was fun. Do you feel like you worked? Do you feel like you had better and in, more input on that than the past logos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat the Star Wars one, but, it's, but uh, the thing is, but is, everybody has that. Yeah, and that's what bummed me out was I, no matter how good that looks, that's great. If you got the shirt, if you get the stickers, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the official a, logo, when you go through that, like, an official logo. When you go through like an official, yeah, like on 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 your apps, yeah. How many podcasts are using a Star Wars ripoff or the old one, the very first logo we did? That's like the '80s retro through the space thing. And oh so, yeah. So I came up with this logo and I sent it to you, and you're like, "Uh, what about this?" And so I sent your notes. Spitballing. Yeah, I sent your notes to our artist friend Nasser Khan, mm-hmm. and he a couple of days later. Send it to me. It fucking looks awesome. Hell yeah. It's punk rock. It's black and white. It looks the way I like things, you know? Yeah, um, man. Really going with our minimalist mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. new look as well. Yeah. So I, you know it, that? It, have you seen these, uh, see these minimalist Doritos? No. What? Tell me about that. Cause I, I did read something about them, but I haven't seen them. The new bags, man. It's just a triangle says Doritos. That's fun. You know what I decided the other day that I want is uh, Doritos. Oh, by the way, you're listening to the Nostalgic Front podcast. Uh, I think it's fun to <laughs> let people know. Uh, <laughs> the other day, I realized what I want is I want flour mm-hmm. chips or potato chips. Okay. But I want Dorito flavor on, on them. The I'm, cheese. The yellow. I'm, yeah. I'm over, not, and not just cheese, but nacho cheese. I'm over corn chips. Now, uh-huh. to be honest, I ate a bag of Doritos maybe 25 minutes ago, <laughs> so I'm still doing it. You're but still I'm over all it. over yeah. corn chips, but I'm also over them. I would like to move past them to a, a, a nacho cheese potato or a nacho cheese flour chip. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we should work on. How are you? What have you been up to now? You got any big news you want to break on the podcast today? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I watched uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, good. Uh, Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. The animated film. Yeah. A lot and of damn fun that was. You loved it. You loved yeah, Joel it. McHale was Johnny Cage. They went to an <laughs> what island. Wouldn't it be funny if Joel McHale was Scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be. Yeah. But uh yeah, a lot of just dumb arms getting broken. Mm-hmm. Uh we watched City Slickers. That's funny. You made a funny joke about that, about City Slickers. Yeah. Um, God, I was listening to something where Somebody made the reference that they thought City Slickers, that 
people went into city slickers thinking like Curly's. Was this your joke? I don't know that the problem with city slickers to the Curly's gold is that people thought the that they what they mis they misinterpreted was that the reason people like city slickers was the gold element. Yeah, and not the cowboy. No, element. No, yeah, yeah. I, that was I tweeted Ebert. Yeah, Ebert's take on city slickers too because we watched city slickers one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those we were going through the movies forever. Yeah. Uh, me and my fiance, we're getting married next month, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, June, uh, <laughs> June 9th. There you go. Uh-huh. There it is. Congratulations. But, uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, back to City Slayers. Yeah, it is shit that matters. Yeah. She picked it, and I am always on board. If it's any movie from the 80s or 90s, Yeah. and I haven't seen it, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't I'm- know. Especially those era movies, because those yeah. are movies that my parents watched, and I was in the room, right? But I didn't pay attention to. Um, yeah. I like I'd watch. I watch fucking Steve Martin Parenthood tomorrow. Yeah, tonight yeah. even. Father of the Bride. I'll watch oh, that. Hell yes. See, uh, so yeah. I was on board with City Slickers. I watched some City Slickers. Plus, it's one of those movies. I think we talked about this on the sequel episode too. But it's one of those movies where I grew up with the sequel. Oh sure, yeah. And so never you- watched. Yeah, like I had no background. I don't know who this yelling Italian guy is. He's yeah, a little bit too crude for my taste. Sure, I want some. Give me some John Lovett. That's right. You know, that's Feeling how comfortable about sucking venom out of a butt. Yeah, that's that's my Mighty Ducks experience where I'm always like, every once in a while, somebody will point out an actor, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. And they're like, Well, he's in the first one. I was like, I don't, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> You get that a lot in police academy. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I remember when I was in the academy. It was like, oh, yeah. By the way, for okay, I'll tell you what I've been paying attention to. Uh, congratulations, getting married on 6 9. All right. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. I watched, um, uh, I decided because I, you know, me, I love the aliens movies. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, the other night I just was like, when I let's rewatch Prometheus and Alien Covenant and see what they're like. Because I saw them when they came out and I enjoyed them. And I, but I, but I was like, they're not that Alien good. Alien Covenant. Oh, I get it. I was um, I'm setting you up. That's I didn't get do. it. I, I was trying to be like Prometheus, but like, <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, I think they're good. I think Prometheus and Alien Covenant are good. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my, talking to my buddy Shank about him. And he said that he just thinks that the, the, the reason Alien and Aliens is so good is because you don't really know what the fuck's happening with the aliens. And then yeah. with Alien Covenant and Prometheus, you're learning what's going on. But I think that's fine. I don't think it hurt the uh, original Alien and Aliens, you know? Oh, nothing hurts them. Yeah. So I thought that was, I, I rewatched you know, the other day and had a good time. With except them. for those big ma- marine machine guns, that hurts them. Oh, yeah. They fucking shoot those fuckers. Yeah. Uh, their blood's acid. <laughs> that sucks. It does. Uh, I wonder how that works. Like, how, what's the, how's their biology work? I never strong. tell you about that. Like, yeah, strong. I bet you there is a movie about. There's gotta be. Ridley Scott's gonna wring every fucking piece of acid bloody can out of this franchise. <laughs> uh, God love Ridley Scott, by the way. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um. I. Speaking of now, you mentioned, uh, Police Academy. Uh-huh. Uh, we got some mail. Oh, shut up. Viewer mail. Now, the fun thing about this is, is that we originally op- We already. You already know what this is. We opened this on the lost episode from last week. Yeah, we have to go back. But also what's fun is this was sent to us by friend of the show, fan of the show, real and effort, Zach Peterson, comedian. 
but since he sent this to us, I don't know if you saw, but he went crazy viral. Oh, yeah, yeah. With his John Hamm, uh, the guy from Superstore tweet, who that has been retweeted by the guy from Superstore, the guy in the tweet. Uh, so that was exciting because oh, there's like, another you know, one. What's that? There was another one, huh? What do you mean? Oh, I thought you were talking about the weed joint. Oh, his weed joint went viral, but this one. So he tweeted, um, there's that classic scene in, in uh, uh, Mad Men. Mad from, the, Men. from the meme. Yes. Where he's like, uh, I feel bad for you. And then he's like, I don't know who you are. Then Feldman says, I feel bad for you. And John Hamm's like, I don't even, I don't think about you at all. But he turned it on its head by having Ben Feldman say, I feel bad for you. And then John Hamm saying, hey, you're the guy from Superstore. <laughs> and that went viral crazy. So now we got, we're getting gifts from viral superstar Zach Peterson. Nice. Uh, and so I'm going to open it up and tell you what we got now. Um, first off, some sick ass sunglasses, some for the both of us. Maybe we'll <gasps> let's wear these at your wedding. Huh? <laughs> that would be Hell cool. Yeah. On the back of them, they say, I need these. I'm a vampire. So that's awesome. Uh, but me and you got matching sunglasses. Uh, we also got matching copies of Zach's album, uh, which is called Midwestern Jokes of the Americas, which is fucking sweet. It's a great stand up album I've listened to dozens of times, but now hard copies of it. Yeah, yeah. And you then, got uh, got any CD players in there? <laughs> oh, actually, there is. There's a 98 Toyota Tercel in here. That we share. <laughs> oh, and then also sweet. just a hell of a lot of Zach Peterson stickers, fucking uh, arguments and grievances stickers. Stick those on a fucking cop car. Yeah, right. We, oh, my God. I forgot that was a thing I used to say all the time. That's awesome. Uh, so thank you so much, Zach, for this. This is fucking awesome. Um, oh, and most importantly, Little Zed action figure from uh, Police Academy. Boy, Bob, look at that. Bobcat Goldthwait. Either that was just a good setup or like Police Academy <laughs> is ever present in our brains. It kind of is. It kind of is ever present in our brains. Um, so goddamn. So that was really exciting. If you'd like to send us something, uh, send us a DM or email us at thenostalgicfront at gmail.com. And uh, we'll get you an address. You can send us anything you want. You can send us toys. You can send us action figures. You want to send oh, yeah. Reem some sort of a wedding gift? Ooh, you can no make shit. that happen. Um, but yeah, so that so thank you so much for that. I love this action figure, by the way. Because since we already opened the box, this has been on my shelf for a good week and a half. And this fucker sitting next to Plus, uh, Peter Venkman looks great. It's a proper action figure mm-hmm. because it does an action. That's right. It dry, he, is, he drops. You can tell pants. it's got a lot of Ghostbuster tech in it. Yeah. And it's you know also, I, mean? I don't know if you can tell this, but it's a bobblehead too. It's oh. got a bobblehead element of it. And when I opened it up, Stacy, who's like, oh, cool. You bought, you bought a bobblehead fucking... or a uh, Bob cattle head. <gasps> it's a Bobcat Goldthwaite head. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Stacy saw me get this and she's like, oh, what'd you buy another fucking toy? You fucking child. And I was like, no, I was mailed a new toy for free by a friend. Yeah, plus your shelf's looking good, man. Oh, it looks how many? So how many? Good. You got all them likes from Star yeah. Wars oh, Day? Yeah. Oh yeah. The scales are way off, but but that's fine. What do you mean the scales are off? I mean, some people are bigger than. Oh yeah, but they, that's. I mean, you're gonna. They get should that. be in relation to other people. I Just, gotta love that. I gotta love that. My because I like the story of like. You should get I, like a giant Yoda and a tiny Godzilla. I have a full size, uh, or you know, like whatever six inch. Not six inch, yeah, six inch. Uh, Ooh, Patrick, 
Thank you so much. Uh, I have a six inch, uh, the guy from Rogue One. And I'm like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about him. But I've got a three and a half well, inch Rex from Rebels, who is like my favorite action figure. You're so it's in. Cool. You're in on the ground floor with Carson or whatever his name Kathy is. Kathy and Andor. There it is. Yeah. Because they got they got the show coming out, and he's a he's a good looking. He's a great looking man. Guy and a fun yeah. character. We're gonna it's gonna be like Star Wars espionage, and he's gonna. Yeah. You know. Hundred percent agree. That so, toy is gonna be like in the front of the shelf. Before you know it, uh, yes, I'm really, I'm really happy with where my toys are at right now. Uh, I'm getting a, upgrading my little office area here in the bedroom, mm-hmm. my little corner of the bedroom. I'm gonna get a marker board. Do you remember in Des Moines I had a marker board? Yeah, I loved it, but I had no reason for it because I was too new at comedy to use a marker to need a marker board for any reasoning. Now I need a marker board for all my writings and my my TV shows and my, you know, yeah, podcast episodes coming out fantasy drafts yeah what i want to do is the reason i'm getting one is because every week we do these topics tops of the show and then as soon as we're done recording i'm like oh fuck i just watched 37 episodes of uh tim and eric awesome show good job didn't even talk about it you know what i mean Uh uh-huh and so i need to have a thing where i can make a running tally of what we've been watching i just go through my youtube history and grab stuff that's where i pulled that i also pulled uh Watched a lot of old beer commercials. Oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I saw like, you uh, tweeting Budweiser. A, yeah, there's a full, like, 13-minute commercial arc of the Budweiser, Lizards, Ferret saga. Like, uh-huh. they're all lined up, and you can watch them back to back to back. God and, love them. And they, like, it's just an entire storyline of Louie and Frankie... The lizards that yeah, I like completely forgot about that are pissed off about how much love the frogs are getting. That's fun. I like that. That's a good yeah. that's fun. Uh highly suggest watching it. Yeah. You know, and then might as well take the edge off with an hour of real men a genius. Oh wow, you love what about bitter beer face? You ever let those fuckers seep in? Oh yeah. Yeah, those are fun. Uh yeah, beer commercials. I, I I don't do that as much. I watch a lot of YouTube, though. I watch YouTube all day long now, but I don't watch a lot of like I, I, I've been steering away from those like dump of like old commercials and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, You can just watch so many things. So many TV shows are on there. Well, it's yeah. Out of nowhere, uh, I got caught in my head and twins. Mm hmm. I think if somebody was talking about baseball or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Twins. But it's just so funny those little corners of your brain that uh, are occupied by random commercials that yeah. only matter to you now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like not, not everybody's getting a chicken tonight reference. No. And it's also funny when some things kind of like come back, like uh first name Bob, last name We Ada Baby It's a boy. Yeah. Like I think about that daily. But na- but that that's what's kind of funny is we just don't have that anymore. Like there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But there's no catchphrase from a commercial that takes over the world for three months. You know, there like, is. Oh, you're wrong. Where... There is. Uh, Dilly Dilly did it just like two years ago. What's that? Dilly Dilly. Remember that? That's like a good I, point. This, this does still happen. The only problem is that it doesn't happen with the same frequency. We haven't had a Dilly Dilly in a while. 90% of commercials now are fucking. Hey, do you want some sunglasses that make you look like a real patriot? 
these are the sunglasses the government doesn't want you to have. Look, we yeah. ran him over with a truck. And then just the rest of it is all like, hey, your dick don't work. Here's try this. Uh, but there, there is a still, I feel like, com- I feel like commercials are absolutely useless, but there is still a world of them. Like you get the T-Mobile girl and flow and all the Geico shit. Like they yeah. are still trying to tell stories with some commercials. Our friend Poopo's in a commercial. He drops stuff, you know, mm-hmm. him and uh, Kim Kardashian's mom, they're stars. Well, fuck me then, I guess I'm a idiot. Trending topics. Trending. Trending topics. Topic. Trending. Trending topics. Maybe trending. Trending. Trending topics. Topics. Trending. Trending. Oh yes. This is spoiler. This is spoiler territory. We spoiled the shit out of something like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what. Falcon and the Winter Soldier or something. Yeah, we just don't spoil nothing to each other. That's the only rule. Yeah, but we don't care about all these fuckers that aren't caught up. Uh-uh. Um, okay, so first, I think maybe just a way to jump into this, because we have the, the couple things we need to talk about. But I thought it'd be fun at the top. Let's just do a quick search of our uh, uh, Darren Patterson news desk. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, DMZ, as uh, as we call it. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Right off the bat, Tawny Katane from America's Funniest People, uh, dead at 80 at 59. No, bummer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> next up, Faces of Death. The classic horror Faces of Death reboot in the works at Legendary. Oh, now, wait, wasn't Faces of Death that video that was just like actual people dying? Yes, yeah, so that's kind of sounds nefarious to me. Yeah. Sounds like a good plot for a yeah. horror movie. Like, is it going to be a horror movie based on Faces of Death? No. I just remember I saw they're just one gonna of, they're just gonna go on Reddit and find some beheadings and yeah you know I, I saw one of those phases of death videos once when I was a kid and it was just a guy getting hit by a truck and there's just no way he was alive yeah and it, just, and it like fucked me up and I was like I gotta get I gotta stop uh let's see what else we got uh oh NBC to end Lily Singh late night show so that's good or bad I don't even know what that was. Um, it was like uh, kind of in the Conan spot. Ah, uh, or no, 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 no. I guess it would have been in the, the Carson Daly spot. Oh, okay, that's why. Um, but I'm I not old know, enough. I'm not old enough for to watch Carson Daly anymore. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that show, but I do know that they let they did stand up and uh, Suba Agarwal and Mar- uh, Marlena Rodriguez both had really great stand up sets on that show. Oh, right on. And they're also two very funny people, and that crowd was ready for to hear some comedy after the first 45 minutes of that show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then uh, I think the last thing I'll do off of uh, Darren's wall is uh, HBO sex in the city revival. will add three women of color as leads. Oh, there you go. That's good. Progressive. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Darren. Thank you for the, the news as always DMZ. Uh, what other inter- uh, trending stuff do we want to talk about? Uh, well, the Invincible. Oh, yeah. They just had their finale. Golly. Uh, the weekend that everything crashed and didn't work. But man, it, uh, it's pretty good. I spoil the shit out of it, but, uh, you're, you're still behind. Don't spoil it, but you enjoyed it though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah. uh, definitely, uh, 
enjoyed the series and I mean only eight episodes, but yeah, uh, I really I really like everything I've seen so far. I'm still like half through. But uh yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh um, uh, JK Simmons, J Jonah JK yep. Simmons is fucking great in it. But yeah, uh, he's really good. Already gonna get a couple more seasons, so uh that's going cool. Yeah. Um I yeah, I really enjoyed that. Then also there was this series. Now you saw it. I watched a little bit of it, but uh didn't get a finish yet. I was wait. I, I started watching it and then I was like, I think we'll watch this with Stacy. I think she'll like this. Uh Mitchell and the Machines. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Well, it's uh like Lord and Miller did it. Yeah. Or produced it. But uh I I remember that it it's one of those movies that really got delayed and Mm-hmm. had a lot of stuff not go its way i but, was uh, nervous at first because i don't like netflix produced stuff but then i saw that it was a sony animation thing and yeah. they did of course a spider-verse spider-verse so you're like well i'll give it a try so it's and- got a lot of like spider-verse lego mm-hmm. movie people like all those creatives and stuff behind it so great and, uh, great voice cast maya rudolph eric andre danny boyle abby jacobson uh um, way to bury the lead on the voice cast with Why? Doug the Pug. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize Doug the Pug was in it. Yeah, they're not listed on the on the Google. Well, well then, Olivia Coleman's in it. She's Oscar winner. Yeah. Um. And Doug the Pug. And did you see the thing I saw at the very beginning? The one of the very I started. I watched the the first five minutes, and one of the first scenes, the the girl, the main character, she's wearing an Okaboji shirt. Oh yeah, totally. That's but crazy. Yeah, it's it's good. We enjoyed it. It's a good family fair. Yeah. And it's know? getting great reviews. People are loving it. So, oh, yeah, I, I, I really like I'm, I was we were going to try to watch it last night. And then my friends from high school and I ended up doing a Zoom call. So we we passed on it. But like, yeah, it's it's crushing. Um, I'm going to see what the Rotten Tomatoes currently is. Let's pull this up. Uh, nine, 97. See, there you nine, go. 97 out of 138 reviews. That's insane. Well, you know, it's it's a fun flick. Yeah, a lot of heart. Yeah, that's like up. That's like up there, man. Uh, it's, got our, it's got Danny McBride. Oh yeah, delivering. We, love him. Looking forward to some gemstones. Yeah, I talked a little bit about it in the uh, um, top of the show, but I was rewatching Alien Covenant, and Danny McBride's in that. Da, da, he, da, da, da. McCovenant. Prometheus. Uh. He's great in Alien Covenant. Danny McBride is. Yeah. And I does make he, got me thinking. Does he? Does he live? The, I don't want to spoil anything. He's in the third, uh, um, the third Cloverfield movie, which sucks. And he the, plays like the exact same character that he plays in. It got me thinking because the third Cloverfield movie is basically like an alien movie. It takes uh, place in does, space and everything. Does he live? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I like. It. I don't know if you're doing a bit or something. No, I just haven't seen them. Uh, anyway, so here we go. Uh, uh, what else do we got? Mitchell and the Machines. Uh, the, did you see that Marvel sneak peek video? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm hip to all of the fandom out yeah. there. And uh, I'm not going to let some Marvel sneak peek slip past my eyes. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's in uh, my feed. It was cool. I liked the um, things I liked about it was... Uh, I thought it was cool the the news newsworthy shit from it like that the Captain America two is gonna be the uh, the Marvels because I'm I've been watching this these Miss Marvel cartoons and I think she fucking rules I like 
uh, the way the from uh, WandaVision, the idea of Proton being a part of it and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, of course, I really liked the first, even though it wasn't my favorite. I did enjoy the first Captain Marvel movie. Um, I like that Wakanda forever. I, I still wonder what the fuck is going to happen with that. Mm-hmm. Like where they're going to go with it. And and then like, is Shuri going to become a bigger factor and stuff, which I think is really neat. Um, there's a lot of rumors on the internet about like Killmonger and shit coming back and stuff. I, I'm excited just because uh, with a lot of the new phase movies, because they're all the big imagination ones. And those mm-hmm. are what I like when you're in space yeah. or quantum mania, all the different shit totally. they can do with that different dimensions uh, and Dr. Strange, you know, that's, yeah. that's my shit. And then it also shared the Eternals first, like kind of footage, um, which, so I don't know anything about the Eternals. I'm sure you don't either. Right. Mm-mm. But every time I l- look into them, like if I watch a video about them or something or read some of them, it's Jack Kirby. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it's basically like the new gods of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And I think that seems awesome. And I'm a little, but when I watch the footage, I'm like, because they haven't shown us a true trailer. So it's like, it's hard to know what's happening. But that director just won an Oscar for oh, Nomadland. Don't, don't worry. Marvel between now and the winter will yeah. remind you yeah at every fucking chance they get that uh, she won the oscar it's don't, kind of funny don't it you worry of, about that it's kind of like the reverse uh remember how lord lord and whatever they were they were hired to do solo yeah. and then they were yeah. fired and then they did spider-man and got a fucking oscar it's like the reverse of that they're like wait so we hired this lady. Who cares? She made this new movie. Oh, wait, now she won an Oscar. And so now they're going to get all the acclaim from it. You know, totally. I think that that's kind of fun. Um, But I'm I'm stoked for it, even though I don't know shit about it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Next up, let's talk. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, go uh, ahead, please. Please. Well, here's one thing I was just thinking about. Uh, yeah. That's coming out pretty soon in the Marvel ilk. Uh, that looks pretty interesting is uh, MODOK. Oh, yeah. With uh, just- Patton Oswalt. Just because it's not on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The Hulu it, show. It really feels like it's something that can be its own thing uh, that's made for, you know, a different audience. Yeah, you know? and, and that's fun. Like, that is the thing that Marvel, I think, has always done bad, poorly compared to DC is their yeah. animated worlds and stuff, and their TV series. Yeah. Um, and so, but that does look great. It looks really good. Right. Like so, Marvel has one great universe at the moment mm-hmm. and that's it. And then like DC has like multiple that tons. you can just, yeah, exactly. Like and the Arrowverse. Po- yeah. It, yeah. They're giving us another Batman. That's right. On top of the other Batman mm-hmm. and the other Batman. And so you know? I think that's exciting. I, 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 I do think that looks really just good to get something that's, you know, maybe like a Harley Quinn for Marvel, something yeah. that can really take the piss out of well they have deadpool so yeah um but. i i'm really stoked for that too and i'm stoked for loki because i feel like loki's gonna be really smart and really good. absolutely um i know we did a full episode on it that we got, got deleted but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the nfl draft oh yeah such a big part of your life such a big deal to you uh, uh-huh how I'm... do you feel now that it's like two weeks out do you feel like it's like a blur uh yeah, yeah. Well, it's always a blur in the first round just because I'm such a nerd with it. Yeah. And just thinking about the implica the implication of and like the implication. 
of all the top picks, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and you know, I'm always thinking about that type of shit with like, uh, chaos and how everything affects everything. So when you're like watching it happen live, you know, yeah. cause there's going to be a documentary about every draft and you know, yeah, just how it all works. I'm, some, it's always exciting. I'm really interested. Cause I, 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 so for the listeners, uh, once the Kansas City lost the Super Bowl, I my brain was like, and I just could not handle any football sports at all. I couldn't handle anything. Yeah. So I didn't watch anything. I don't from, want no football sports. Yeah. So I didn't pay any attention from when the and normally I'm not this way because normally my favorite team doesn't lose the Super Bowl. So I just as, as soon as the season's over, I'm like watching stuff and watching Sports Center and stuff. Um and so I didn't jump back in until like a couple days before the draft. And so it was really exciting to be like uh, uh, draft night kind of being like, okay, we're back in, we're seeping back in now to football. And then seeing some of those storylines play out, like the big Aaron Rodgers storyline that's kind of been everywhere and like dominated yeah. the news cycle and stuff. And um, even sadder storylines, the Hopkins storyline and stuff or Deshaun Watson storyline and stuff. It's like, uh, it's it's interesting and weird and but I'm 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 so excited that I, I that I'm allowing myself to get football back in and get ready for this season. Yeah, I'm already uh, dorking it up, fucking around with uh, fantasy. Yeah, I mean, me and Gideon are in the uh, RNA dynasty league, so it kind of helps. Yeah, because you kind of have to keep start you in there all the yeah. time. But uh, uh it's it, it never I, ends. It never no. ends these days. No. How do you do you have any now I do you have any bold predictions from this draft? Like is there anything where you're like this player you think is going to be the star and this player is going to bomb or something like that? Or is that not for you? Is that not what you do? I mean that's not really for me. I like the quarterbacks. I I mean it feels like all the quarterbacks have a good shot where they're at, mm -hmm. you know, and that's pretty fun. Do you think Trey Everybody Lance is going to end up starting this season at any point? Other short of injury, do you think he's going to beat out Jimmy G? I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of experience. Is yeah. I mean, on paper, that's what everybody's going to say. But, uh, you know, if you can build an offense and have him do three things really well, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's fun. To I mean, look what Shanahan did with RG3. It's yeah. not like that's what uh, crazy. I, I was watching. Like, I think it was uh, Rich Eisen was like, uh, I know you like Trey Lance. I know you really like Trey Lance because then you you didn't then go and draft a different quarterback in the sixth round uh, from back when they were on Washington. Yeah. And he had RG3 and then later drafted Kirk Cousins, uh, which that was his dad's team. But still, I thought that was really funny. Um, and he's and like, again, though, if, it, if yeah. there's a quarterback there that's high on your board, you know, draft him and Might trade well. him. Yeah. Flip him. I. Uh, I really think uh, now I'm not great with names, so time's gone on. But who's the Ohio State guy that the Bears got? Fields. Justin I Fields. I really like Justin Fields. I liked him anytime I saw him play in college, and I liked him in the bowl, like in the the championship series last year and stuff. And so I have like this. He's the guy I want. Like he's I want him to be the Mahomes yeah. of this draft. That's why he's perfect for the Bears because he's a Big Ten quarterback. So everybody's yeah. been watching him forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I really all want the Bears fans know Justin Field does not like, you know. Yeah. I I really want uh, Lawrence to flame out, even though I think that's a, a horrible thing to say about a teenager or whatever, like a 21 year old. 
but I don't like him and I don't like Urban Meyer and I don't like, so I think it'll be fun to watch him flame. I think it'll be fun by the time draft comes next year, they're talking about him. Like he's this failure of his prospect. Uh, oh, and did you see Urban Meyer bought a house next door to Tim Tebow? I did not. Yeah. And, and apparently people are like, oh, that's it. He's going to be your fucking, he's your tight end to, at, at night. Urban Meyer is going to be out there using his college baseball skills that he had from when he played college baseball 30 years ago, throwing yeah. passes to to Tim Tebow. Uh, golly. Uh, okay. So that's the draft. Any final thoughts on the NFL draft? We just have one more trending topic after that. Uh, I think the Raiders did. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think that was a fun draft. Yeah. I think the Bengals botched it, but they ended up getting a lot of offensive line later, but yeah, talent, they didn't do top talent, which I think is a bummer. Uh huh. I think that wide receiver is going to be great until Joe Burrow's fucking back gets snapped. I love that Sewell went to the Lions, though. Yeah. Just like he's yeah. ready to eat some fucking kneecaps. Kneecaps. Yeah. For, totally. Totally. That's, uh, that's my favorite thing to just work into any NFL discussion uh-huh. this offseason is anytime you can work in eating kneecaps. Yeah. You know, actually, you know, it's going good. It makes sense that he's there, though, because over the last 15 years, more kneecaps have been eaten at home. Uh, Lions games than anywhere else. Yes. Uh, goddamn. Okay. And then last up for trending topic, a show that oh. we were both very excited about. Stoke. Uh, and uh, the Bad Batch, this new Star Wars. What'd you call me? <laughs> the uh, the new Star Wars. Uh, it's kind of like a Clone Wars spinoff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. Go ahead. Let me know. Tell me about it. Oh man. Well, uh, uh you know, came out for May the fourth, Star Wars Day this week, and yeah. uh. Man, I loved it. The, early, yeah. the first episode, I loved. Second episode, I was like, oh, yeah, they're making 24 of these. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and now it's like weekly Clone Wars, which uh, is cool because we'll have it all the time. But uh, am I am I just being romantic or was the second episode better than an average Clone Wars episode? Like, are they I feel like they're treating this more like the way they write The Mandalorian. Yeah. Instead yeah. of treating it like a cartoon that a niche cartoon that some people will watch, I think they're trying to make this like a big thing that people will really watch. Oh, totally. Plus, you um, don't really need that much to come into the Bad Batch. You can pretty no. much watch mm-hmm. the uh, bat their one arc. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I really enjoy it. I, I was really sad when, um, God, what's his name? The guy, the guy that turns crosshair. Yeah. Uh, I was really. I mean, that like hurt me. That hurt my heart. Good. Uh, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah perfect. The, I, that's what I, you want. I like, I mean, that I didn't like when he went bad, but mm-hmm. I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, all right, well, this will be fun. He's going to be Tarkin's hand. Sure. And know? it serves the story and everything. And uh, um, I like Omega. Is that her name? Um, no, it's Omega. Omega. I liked her because I was the, the, the bad bitch. As soon as she he got in the there, bitch. but as soon as she got in there, I was like, "What is this fucking?" Well, well they're uh, all. Of course, she's gonna have a Kiwi accent. Yeah, or accent because uh, the actor who plays, you know, all yeah. the clones inherently have like a little bit of a Australian. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't know she was gonna be a clone at first, so I was just like, yeah. "What is this choice?" You know. Uh, but yeah, she's great. Um, I really like yeah. the way they're portraying her as kind of like a almost like a daughter figure. And she's or not even annoying. No. Like n- initially those types of characters like can be. Yeah, especially in Star Wars. 
Yeah. Um, and I liked her from go. She's yeah. pretty funny how she's uh pantomiming uh Ranger. Uh-huh. Yep. Or yeah. It's it's really I yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna be very really good. I loved uh Kanan's reference in the first one. As soon oh, as yeah. that started, I was like, oh fuck, we're getting Kanan right out the well, gate. Uh that, that's one of the things that Floney does so well mm-hmm. is fan service that mm-hmm. isn't like overly fan serving. Yeah. He, he knows how to like connect all the dots that fans like without beating you over the head with it. Yeah. So they brought you know this fucking thing is gonna what it's gonna do is by the time this series is done i'm gonna fucking not hate the the uh rise of skywalker i know it dave filoni is gonna make me love rise of skywalker and i can't believe it he's gonna one of these days he's gonna be like and this is the reason why this is the most important scene in star wars when you see 3po grabs the sith dagger we know and we're like, oh, yeah. You know what right. I honestly think would be rad is if like something happens where they get sent through like a time vortex and they're like, where are we? What's going on? They're like, we've been sent to another timeline. And then like they look down the hill and they see the opening of uh, 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 what is it called? The Force Awakens. Yeah. And then it just vaguely sets up that that's all on like another timeline. <laughs> I think that'd be really exciting. Um, Goddamn. But- okay. It, yeah. it, it's pretty fun too. The bad batch you can already see the empire like immediately. Immediately, yeah, is the empire, and they're the bad guys, and it's just clone troopers and white armor. But mm-hmm. you just know, and uh, I love how Targan was like, "Why do we need these clones? We can just use you know s- troops." And they're like, "Well, the troops aren't going to be that good." And he's like, "We'll see." And it's like, "Yeah, man, we'll see." Okay, <laughs> they fucking suck shit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, cool. Uh, anything else for trending topics? You got any other final thoughts? No, I just like I like I like Star Wars. Yeah, I like Star Wars too. I think it's pretty good. Boy, do you think anybody listened to the five-hour episode from last week? All the way through. Yeah. Maybe when they fell asleep. Yeah. I can't imagine. It's so. It was we, so we long. Could, we could have made it about an hour longer too With if the- everything we said was like Dan Carlin. you know uh it would have been funny i I will always defend the last jedi if the last jedi is so good if you could be aliens from space and have never seen a star wars movie and somebody puts it in front of you and watch that's my really bad dan carlin i'm sorry no i like it that's i i thought of i thought it would be funnier i didn't add in that original fun size we did the very first Star Wars fun size. Yeah. And I thought that would add dog shit. It. But then I was like, could I, can I really pull, make it a six hour podcast it, that no one's going to listen it to? It sucks how much good shit we burnt on our first 10 fun sizes. Well, that's why know? we rebooted, baby. We need None to do that, a God, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode. It's nothing. None of that shit exists anymore. We're here now. Hell yeah. This is canon. That shit don't matter unless we specifically say it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go fuck yourself, you fucking people who listen to the old episodes. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Most of them pay us. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, 
Hank Finch, Mike Hawes, Brian, Sofing, Adam S., Shank, and listeners like you. Thank you for making it to the third segment in the podcast. I am Brandon Ream. And I'm Patrick Hasty. <laughs> and funny. we are permission to beam aboard. More like permission to ream aboard. Huh? Yeah. Uh, huh? Captain, Captain's log, star date. The only star I want to take on a date is Jennifer Lawrence. Captain's log. Captain's log, star date. He sounds like he's jizzing a lot. Oh, yes. Can we start again? Hold on. Should we start this part again? No, no. It's too organic. I got you. I got you up top. We're keeping this shit. All right. Here we go. It's time to talk about Star Trek, the original series. It's logical. Fascinating. Toss. Toss. That's what they call this. All right. Well, you you were the one that kind of beat the drum for this episode. Why don't you, uh, why don't you start out, Patrick? Uh, tell me like your background with Star Trek, the original series. I, uh, enjoy it. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen every episode at least once. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of the episodes more than once. And I, and I, and it, to me, it's like a, it's one of those things I've been watching in my whole life. You know, yeah. it was always on in reruns. I always enjoy that's, the reruns. That's Star Trek as a whole for me, mm-hmm. but like not as much the original series yeah like at least for me as a kid like my buddy's dad had a bunch on vhs and we would just joke that they were like corny yeah you know because they they are there is some corn there is it's just a different era but rewatching it i'll get into it later i Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot it's very charming yeah the the corniness of it but when there's there was there was just plenty enough Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek when I was watching Star Trek. That and, and that was just never on TV. Yeah. For me, see, for me. Yeah. Like when I was into Star Trek, by the time I was watching like TNG mm-hmm. and Deep Space Nine, like that wasn't on the television. So I watched. So Star Trek was on like in different incarnations of my childhood. I'd say from like four until I was like 12. It was always on in reruns somewhere. So like a lot of times I think it was Sunday mornings. I would watch it. There was like two episodes. And my dad really liked Star Trek. Like that was the thing when I was a kid. I was like, what is my dad like? And my dad liked Star Trek, you know? Yeah. And he was never a Trekkie. And he doesn't know like the way that we know stuff. Like he doesn't know the like the ins and outs. He would know like some of the characters names. It's so funny too. Just like because I grew. I mean, it's Star Trek. Like even mm-hmm. if you're uh next generation, like if you prefer that and didn't really watch the original, you know, pretty much everything yeah. about the original series, you know? And yeah. I, it's been parodied so many times. That you and then get- with the help of in the eighties, like a little before our time, but then like through our childhood, the films coming out. Yeah. Those first uh, six that are all or not six, like seven, I guess that are all based off of the original series movies, then you're kind of like, even it's just being like re like reintroduced yeah. to you. And even if you missed that, the reboot. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, which I think gets some things right. And some things not, I mean, obviously you're going to get that. Well, you're talking about the JJ Abrams, Star Trek later yeah. on. Yeah. 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 
where they're more of an action movie, but well, that you know, doesn't. There's I, nothing wrong with that yeah, either. Yeah, you know, I think the, they're just I, different things, and I really enjoy, especially like Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. I think the Star Trek. Uh, okay, so okay, so you asked me what my just experience with it was. Yeah. I watched Star. I love. I really like Star Trek the original series. I know the next generation way better. Like I've seen. Like I remember yeah. the story arcs of the next generation and like stuff like that and more character development stuff. Um, because it was set up to be more serialized like that. This was like a Western. This was just like every episode was a new thing every week. The new, yeah, this is definitely like something I would have really enjoyed if it was just on and I was like eight. Yeah. And that's know? what I did. You'd get locked into an episode where like you'd see them at the OK Corral and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why are they at the OK Corral? Or like you'd see them on some planet that's like super, super colorful and you're like, what is going on? And oh, I, it, yeah, I, I love that about it. Um, and uh, I love these characters a lot about it, too. Um, the characters are fucking fantastic. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, it's still around, mm-hmm. you know, it, I mean, what it and did, what it what launched it, and everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the original crew characters have been like they have the cartoon. They have they were strong enough to bring back the movies, you know, films. Yeah. It took off. Yeah. Did you, so, so have you other than when you were prepping for this podcast, have you seen all of this or was there ever a a a handful of episodes and Uh they've mostly been in the last five years. Yeah. Just like randomly put on. That's fun. That's interesting. Yeah. I I want, it hasn't even been that many. I've probably had like four times. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll put on an old, you know, original series and just watch it. I feel like I watched all of the whole series top to bottom in maybe 06. And yeah. uh, it was in between. It was when I was before I got the job I have now, before I started timping there. And it was one of those times where like, I don't know if you're like this, maybe not because you've always had more of a stable career path. But like as a temp, there would be like some days where you just wouldn't, ha- you wouldn't have worked for like weeks on it at a time. And uh-huh. I would stay up all night watching like five, six episodes of the, of this. And then Stacy would wake up to go to work and I would go to bed. Yeah. And there was like a period of time where I watched the whole series like that. It's really fascinating to watch because you know, every episode Mm -hmm. has been like completely poured over. Yeah. To a point of nauseam for a certain segment of, of the world. Like that we do these podcasts and like, but Star Trek was like the first like fandom, mm-hmm. like one of the one of the first like fandoms where everybody was able to like go through all these shits yeah. and talk about it and make a little culture out of it, which is something that's just done to death to everything now. Yeah. You know, and it's just so funny. The nerdy like lore shit that people are obsessed with like you can see the birth of it and, yeah and how people used to make fun of like star trek nerds like like star trek started in 66 it started yeah. airing in 66 and the term trekkie was first used in 67 and they first did us they at the there's a world science fair convention and people uh-huh. showed up in costume and like were known as Trekkies and at that the, point, a year in. Yeah. Um, and who yeah. nobody ever thought yeah, so that it would grow, but to what it became. But um, so let me do I have a little information here, I'll tell you a little bit of um 
Uh, the series, uh, some of this stuff is very no brainer, but the series was created by Gene Roddenberry and it aired on NBC from 1966 to 1969. So three years. Nice. And the first two seasons were produced by Desi Lou, which is uh, Lucy, uh, Lucy, Lucy and Desi yeah. Arnaz. That was their production company. And they fought for it to the point where Lucy threatened to like walk from the production company if they didn't uh, if they didn't uh, let it go to series, um, which is really, I think, super interesting and stuff. She just thought it seemed well, like such a good universe to do. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And at the time and she had go ahead. Lucille Ball is just a badass anyways. Yeah, she fucking rules. So anytime anytime your story can involve Lucy just like leveraging her fucking massive influence to save one of the yeah, you know, most flagship franchises. Well, it just talks about it just shows you how like um I mean it's almost corny, but like the butterfly effect thing. They yeah. say no. They say, nah, fuck it. Fuck you, Lucy. We're not going to do this. We don't get Star Trek, the original series. Think of how different all of media would be. Yeah. You know? Um, we want to have that kick-ass uh, song by oh. Leonard Nimoy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. the In the middle of the earth, in the land of yeah. the Shire, there's a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. Uh, the... Uh, in search of would have been in search of another host. It would have been a different show. It would have been yeah. Jeff. It would have been some other show. Indiana Rescue Jones. 911 would have been like, hey, somebody call 911. We need a new host. That's all I got. Uh, the uh, um, When it first came out, so when it was when they were putting it together like 64 to 66 when they were working on it, um, it was heavily influenced by this movie called Forbidden Planet. Um, oh, yeah. And also the Horatio Hornblower novels, which was Naville and stuff. But but Forbidden Planet was the first thing where like they they not maybe not the first, but the first big thing where in space they were doing like military stuff where it was like captains and, and they were using like naval signals and stuff like right. that. Um, because you kind of think of that as like, of course, that's how things are is. That's how in Star Wars later in Battlestar Galactica later. It's like, yes, there's generals and there's colonels and stuff. But like, why? Like in 1940, why would they ever think to do that? You know. Uh -huh. Um. So it's really interesting how that came about. Um, they shot the the original pilot, and Roddenberry wanted the show to be way more. Roddenberry was very like he was a humanist, uh, and and uh, believed in people and wanted to show the best people. So the original pilot was a little drier. He he didn't want it to be. He didn't want to have any phasers. He didn't want to have any violence, and so right. it was a lot. A lot drier, even though it's interesting to watch. You can find it now. Um, the, it was a different captain. It was this other actor playing Captain Pike. Uh, and then it just got bad report, like bad news. The pilot got bad news. Yeah. But they liked the idea. So they decided to do the second pilot, uh, which then led into the actual series. And by that time, they rehired William or they recast and brought in Shatner as Kirk. Right. Um, and I think I like how things like that even played out. Like, like, because of that, the pilot, which then at the time they just had this television pilot, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. But they decided in first season, they did the Menagerie and the Menagerie 2, where they shot new footage and then took footage from that existing pilot and built the universe around that. Well, Christopher Pike was the previous host or the pre previous captain of the Enterprise. And the boring one. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a totally different 
Captain Van Kirk. And then Spock was his first officer still, though. And then Spock goes off and breaks rules to go save him because he's been in an accident. And he's basically like, in, in so many words, he's in a wheelchair and can't, you know, function other than his brain. Yeah. And they take him to a planet, which was the planet from the original pilot. But this is 10 years later, seven years later. They take him to this planet and uh, basically he gets to live like almost like virtual reality. He gets to live as a man in this virtual reality universe where he's not in this chair. Um, and then through mm-hmm. that, that spawns countless books about the story of Christopher Pike as the captain of the Empire in Star Trek Discovery, the most recent Star Trek series or the second to most yeah. recent behind Picard. Uh, Cap- Pike, the Discovery events are happening uh, the first two seasons is happening uh-huh. concurrently with Captain Pike being the captain of the Enterprise. And so it's so interesting how they tie all that yeah, shit together. It is. Um, yeah, well, it's like-, like one of the first like uh, sub character that you got to be able to pull out yeah. and be like, well, did you know about this guy? Yeah. So he already starts off with being a fan favorite and then they just get to expand the lore, which is again, one of the cool things about you know fandom yeah well i remember when i was a kid once the so the pilot of the show like there was the pilot and then Uh they re-edited the pilot to go into those other two episodes of season one well the pilot was also worked into the rerun order so like i remember one night watching like this was like in the middle of the night when i was a little kid i watched the pilot aired and you don't know anything you're just like who's this captain what the fuck's happening why do they all look weird yeah. And then the next episode was the first episode of the menagerie. And you're like, what the fuck? And it was it was random that this happened. But it was so interesting to be like, I just saw this happen. Now I'm seeing the ramifications with the crew. And it, it was really good. Um, and I really I really like how they how they deal with all that kind of stuff. Um, but so basically, this series follows this series takes place 20. So if you want to think of today, today is 2021. This series takes place 2266 through 2269. Oh, we so, got a lot of work to do. 200 and some years from now. Maybe um, a little, you know, Star Trek's known for its optimistic view of the future, but uh, might be a little bit too rosy, those sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we sure wasted the last 50 years, Gene. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, we're like, uh, I fucking put it in here. Where is it? We are 42 years away from the the first contact uh-huh. where what's his name? Zeb, whatever the fuck creates first contact going yeah. into hyperspace. And so that's I mean, we got to get our ass in gear if we're going to meet the goddamn Klingon or the Vulcans in 40 some years. We don't even have fucking hoverboards. No, we don't got nothing. We're in a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so the Star Trek the original series focuses on the 23rd century adventures of Kirk. On the Enterprise NCC 1701. Uh, and he has a crew of 430 people uh, on his starship, and they're going out to uh, explore strange new worlds. And, you know, like the song says, new. Yeah. And then maintain the, uh, the, the directive. What is that called? The prime object, the prime directive, which is observe but don't change. That's what their goal is, you know? Mm-hmm. And they achieve it all the time. Yeah. Not a lot of changing going on when they go to these brave new worlds. Yeah. Some lot of, I don't know. He, uh, Kirk fucks sometimes. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Um, so what we did is uh I thought this was kind of interesting. 
I don't know if you did or not. We picked I picked six random episodes, two from each yeah, season. It was great. And then we watched them. And they're not some of them are the ones that are on the list of the greatest episodes of all time. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just ones that stick with me. And then we both watched them and then we're going to discuss them kind of right now. OK, yeah, um, I'm here for I like this format. I do, too. Part of me, I'm going to be honest with you and the listeners. Part of me wish I think if we would have just picked Star Trek episode like the fourth movie and mm-hmm. watched that and then done it similar to how well, we, we could did, do that, too. Similar to how we did pump up the volume. I think that would have been a really good. This feels more uh, chaosy. Yeah, which I don't like because I feel like we got really good at being structured. Mm-hmm. But life is chaos, you know? It is. We're the NFL draft. There it is. Uh, so the first episode we did, uh, I, I, I don't know if you, did you watch them in the order I sent you? I did. Yep. So the first episode we watched was Space Seed, which is season one, episode 22. Yeah. Um. Now tell me about it. Well, this is, uh, they go onto a ship that's got all these cryogenically frozen bodies and they have to get one out. Yeah. And then they rescue one. They they have to break it out and they quickly find out that uh, they had to take the bodies out of these chambers. And it turns out to be bum, 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 con. Con. Which it, I wasn't expecting, which is cool. Wait, you uh, didn't. So when you started this episode, did you not know that? I didn't know this episode? was the origin of con. That's, but that's you know? cool. That's what I was and, really hoping. And it's really like, uh, it's funny how much it is from beyond. Mm-hmm. Or, or not that uh, from darkness or whatever, like the movie, the movie yeah. is pretty much ripping off this episode. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. The movie. Uh, so the, yeah. the 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 J.J. Abrams Kelvin timeline movie just rips the shit out of this. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah. So well, like, that's cool, too, that they're just doing one episode for mm-hmm. most of a movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the whole premise of it. Yeah. Is the Botany Bay, this random ass ship. They're they're like and they're I love I love the thing about Star Trek, especially this series, is they're always so fucking confused. They're like, <laughs> what is happening? Why <laughs> is this ship from the 1900s here? Yeah. And it's called the Botany Bay. And they're like, the Botany Bay, that was a prison. Well, maybe they, are these prisoners? And I like Spock had a line that was like, uh, well, surely there was an easier way to get rid of prisoners than shooting them into space and hyperstasis. And I thought that was kind of fun. Um, uh, and there's one cat, there's one crew member, uh, McGivers, who she studies like the 1900s. Yeah. And so like the late 1990s. Well, she's needed for this plot. So they make the character for the one. He's invented. That's what's fun is you have a lot of that throughout the six episodes I watched. And I'm sure it's prevalent throughout the series. Yeah. It's just, uh, Hey, we need this person. Oh yeah. So we invented them and big blonde, tall hunks standing by the doors. Oh yeah. A lot of them red suits. They're not even fully yeah. Star Trek outfits. Sometimes yeah. just red jumpsuits. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, yeah. So they bring Khan back to the ship and, uh, immediately they tell him that he's been asleep for 200 and some years. And then oh, they're yeah. like, uh, you can tell why this is a character that's brought back throughout because yeah. fucking, he just chews scenery. Something Ricardo Maltabon. Yeah. And my God, listening to him in some of the interviews. Oh, yeah. Talking yeah. about playing Khan just uh, makes him seem like just the most fascinating guy. Well, I watch these also. I watch them on Netflix on where you can speed yeah. them up. So I watch them at the 1.5 speed of the episode. So like instead of being at normal speed, it's 1.5 yeah. times faster. And so just hand, call, uh, Ricardo Montalban and Shatner acting together 1.5 yeah, times faster. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just like cokeheads fucking in a play. That's what it's it really like. funny too, because you can see the slow progression of Shatner in these mm-hmm. six episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. we started there, and like by the end of it, he's totally doing uh Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's doing uh, by the end of it, he's doing an impression of he's doing his own impression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so funny. It's not very noticeable early on, but I'm much more familiar with uh, Captain Kirk impersonators mm-hmm. than I am Captain Kirk. Sure, sure. Like Jim Carrey doing Star Trek from fucking In Living Color. Yeah. Is like my biggest introduction to Star Trek and then all the Futurama iterations. Yeah, which, yeah. Speaking of Futurama, it's very funny that uh, Zap Brannigan's outfit is absolutely just Kirk any women's outfit from oh oh i didn't even notice that yeah that's yeah because uh, they have some short skirts the outfits in general i mean there's a lot of hot on the show a lot of sex Con, on the show that gets me going con's clothing the entire first he's got that blue outfit with at the time real packs yeah not, yeah yeah not, yeah not fake packs not the not the uh, drag queen tits he has in, in fucking uh a, Star Trek Rather, 2. Yeah, I want to know how he gets from that point to that point because his hair yeah. take, has a journey. They, He's got, his hair's got a fucking Darth Maul-sized backstory just sitting out there. It it One thing that I thought was rad, too, about this episode is so so once he's back on the ship and he's, like, in the sickbay, he sees a knife on the wall. Like, in sickbay, they have, like, the history of medical shit. Yeah. And he takes a knife and then puts it to Bones' throat, the doctor, and Bones is, like, if you want to hit the artery, you got to move higher, pussy. Like, yeah. it's so like Bones got, is. He's a he's like a, he's like a Clint Eastwood character in this episode. He fucking is. He kind of always he kind of always is, but in this episode especially, and like there's a he, lot. There's not he, a lot of bullshitters when on, he pulls on back the, uh, on on the bridge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the main dudes, mm-hmm. like Spock and Bones, they don't have time for a lot of bullshit. Yeah, not at all. When I when when Khan pulls the knife down, he's like, "You're brave." Fucking Bo- Bones is like, "I didn't want to stand around here talking about it all day." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> "Shit, man, you should be the star of this thing." <laughs> uh, and so then, so yeah, so then we learn that Khan was like the Hitler, like he was just the worst guy on earth during the 1990s during the eugenics wars, which was where they were building like Superman type. They were building like yeah, like, like uh, euthanasia or not even, uh, you know, yeah, eugenics. eugenics like the con is like the end of eugenics. Like, yeah, he's a superhuman. And he took over. And at one point he had the whole he oh, he like was ruler of like most of the universe, yeah, most of the, he the world. Wesley Snipes demolition man, all of his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. All, the, and, all of his prison buddies. And they're taking everything over. And Kirk and Chekhov and uh, or no, Kirk and uh, uh, Scotty and maybe check out they're all like it's kind of, kind of cool like we actually kind of think he was kind of a oh, badass the chick digs the shit out well, of him yeah but i mean like when they're talking about him as a historical character yeah they're all kind of like this guy's kind of cool and spock's like what are you talking about and they're like well, we're barbarians all human beings are inherently barbarians so we think it's red when people do red shit it's like they're explaining like a joe rogan fan at that point they, uh, they which they do a lot of that in, in, mm-hmm. in our six episodes but they do yeah. Uh, but yeah, then McGivens, the 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 McGivers, the 
the woman who knows that era, she falls for Khan and Khan's right. like abusive. We got yeah, it, it is funny, guy. like how they use uh, past characters a lot here uh, to try and like de-hero ties them, basically, yeah. like to try and show light on why a Caesar is bad or why a Genghis Khan is bad. You know, yeah, all the, all the conquerors that used to be our heroes are now being deconstructed and like, uh, like showed that they're bad essentially and yeah. like the altruistic federation is like the future we should uh, look for you know yeah totally that that's that is like the the inherent um the re the roddenberry thing brought to the table was that yeah in the future squabbles and war and bullshit will be done so when we see characters like this it's like but no that's what we prize and it's yeah. them having to be like no it's fucking stupid you're stupid yeah, it's um, funny because like uh, yeah. Picard is basically that captain, mm -hmm. but uh, Kirk is. I have to be a TV show before I can be that captain. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to be a 1960s cowboy show in space. So, but then also Kirk is, uh, uh, Picard is like 70 years younger than. Yeah, Kirk or 80 yeah. years younger. So it's also it's just a generation. Picard has another. I mean, if you want to look at it as just a universe, Picard has another generation. He was raised by people who believe that stuff more. And and their federation was so different than the federation that um, Kirk came into mm -hmm. that. It kind of makes sense why he's like that. Oh, yeah. It makes sense why. Uh, like the, when we keep going, like the way Janeway is the way she is and stuff like that, because she's 30 years younger than Picard and stuff. Um, I really like that. So then, and the then, kids are all right. The kids are all right. And then Khan ends up getting his buddies. They all they all get out of stasis, and then they decide to take over the ship because they're fucking mad. You know? And some good outfits too. Oh yeah, they look great. All these red, red jumpers. Mm -hmm. And they all have. They all got like the Star Trek, the little yeah. thing on their chests. I thought that was nice of them to get those. Totally. Uh, and uh, so they they take over because they're war i mean at the end of the day they are war war lords yeah these we don't even have a wharf no we have nobody big bad guy like yeah fucking like check out to fight these fuckers captain kirk is a fucking muscle yeah you know what totally. i mean yeah like the captain and the first officer are like the away team muscle and in everything they do the vulcan like death grip or whatever the fuck that can put people out like that's yeah. If you don't have that, you're buff fucked most of the time on the show. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so they take over, uh, and then eventually they kind of fight back and um, like they take over the ship. Yeah, I gotta the say, ship fights back. Kirk almost dies. Shatner is physical as fuck. There's a lot of in hiding. this show. There's a lot of hiding by like <laughs> like doorways on this show in this episode specifically, yeah. where it's like shh. And then they hide behind a door. Somebody uh -huh. walks in and they attack them. It's like it happens my, a lot. My favorite running trend that I saw in this show is if you have a prisoner, mm -hmm. no restraints oh, whatsoever. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they have a bit. They have like a jail. Somebody will get thrown in. But nobody ever goes in in a pair of handcuffs. Yeah. Peacefully. It's always two big thugs like carrying them through like they're getting kicked out of a bar. Yeah. You know? And shoving them in. I, uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then, yeah. 
And then, so finally, then uh, Kirk and them, Kirk and with help from Uhura, they save the day. And uh, they then have like a little trial that like you've never seen this in the show before. Yeah. But it's like Kirk like brings a bell two times and is like, all right, let's begin. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, it's, it's casual as shit, too. And he decides, Kirk decides that they're not going to be charged with anything. And instead, he decides to send them to a planet. Just some random ass planet. Yeah. Exile them like yeah. Napoleon. Yeah. Ooh. They're going to he's going to send him into exile. Um, I'm trying to figure out the name of that planet because I can never fucking. Now, remember. does he come back at all between then and the wrath of Khan? No. That so, is his wrath. That is his wrath. So what happens is they send him just a little tidbit. If you have never seen it is basically Kirk decides. All right. Well, we could send you to prison. We could kill you, whatever. But instead, we're going to send your whole crew to go live on this planet that's full of life. And they're yeah. like, and, and then you can just build your new society. Kind of seems like a sweet deal for what Khan wants. Yeah. And a bunch of supplies and everything. You're going to get all that stuff. And then we'll come back and check on you. Well, what happened was they sent him to SETI Alpha 5. Um, wait, right? Yeah, they sent him to SETI Alpha 5. Well, what happened was after they fucked off, there was a like a cataclysmic event on that moon. Mm-hmm. And it destroyed SETI Alpha 4 and then changed the rotation of the, like the little piece of thing and ruined the planet because of the explosion. So the planet went from being like a like a green Earth-like planet. It became like a wasteland of sand and dust and stuff. Um, and so then in Star Trek 2, the film, the Wrath of Khan, they're out there. They're just on an adventure and they're like, oh, look, it's SETI Alpha 4. Let's go look at SETI Alpha 4. They get down there. It's this crazy space plant, like sand planet. And then they stumble upon the Botany Bay and Chekhov's like, oh, mama mia, here we go again. And that's when you discover all this kind of stuff. And then Khan is fucking pissed off because he thought he got it. He, he thought they were abandoned, which they were. They were abandoned for 20 years. If at any point the Federation would have ever gone and checked, they could have been like, oh, my God, let's get let's help these people. But for whatever reason, the ball was dropped. And so then in Wrath of Khan, Khan kills uh, uh, Kirk's son over it. Kind of a dick move. I feel like it's good warranted. episode, though. Great episode. And I'm glad Great character. You, I'm glad you didn't know that that was the Khan episode. Also. Like, I feel like if they wouldn't have called that movie the Wrath of Khan, if they would have called that movie like Star Trek Two, uh, electric boogaloo. Here we go. Or whatever. Yeah, it. I feel like it, that would have been a, such a fucking cool surprise. That, like that would have been like a Luke, I am your father surprise. If all of a sudden they're like, Khan, the guy from that one fucking episode of the series from 60 years ago. Yeah. I think it's such a bummer that they it had it right to have been title. pretty sweet, though, when you're one of those n- for the nerds. When oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. Star Trek Two, the mm-hmm. wrath of Khan. They like, hired. Oh, shit. They're bringing back Khan, boys. When they made those movies. Roddenberry didn't have a lot to do with it because he like was a kind of a bastard by that point um, to the point where a script, an early script of Rathacon got leaked. Mm-hmm. And when they were writing it, they put like quirk, like they did like specific misspellings in every script so that if a script got leaked, they could figure out who leaked it. And yeah. it was Roddenberry that leaked like the bad, the script. He's the one that leaked it. Um, and because of that, though, they hired these two people. I can't find their names, but there are these two people who are like, the very first Star Trek nerds that learned everything. Yeah. 
And in the 60s, there were like a married couple in their early 20s who were just obsessed with Star Trek. And then by the 80s, they were like literally teaching people on set what these people believed in stuff, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, well, the just, story was reavailed. Those things for, are just taken for granted now. Yeah. It's all just logged online. But the yeah. fact that like people had to be that person, the Simpsons reference these types of people like old school nerds. Yeah. The keepers of the, the Trek yep. pretty well, like that archetype. Uh, the next episode we watched, season one, episode 28, City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, this is a good one. This is uh, the one I, I, I posted a question on Reddit to try and get like the most iconic episodes. And most people had this as the on the list. Yeah, like this episode rules for a lot of different reasons. But this is an episode that first off, when I thought this episode was a season three episode because it's got so much interesting stuff that I thought that uh -huh. was like, you know, like once they figured out how to do the show. So I was kind of yeah. surprised this was first season. But um, first season, episode 28. And it's um, uh, the, the, the everything about it. The jump off point's very funny. It's wacky. Uh, Spock or uh, Bones accidentally gets uh, like uh, one of his like needle, one of his inoculation things. And he gets like a basically a crazy overdose of some drug that makes him insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has and like he kills it. Yeah. Insane oh, yeah. bones. Big acting. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, there's all of it's got so much big acting and it just really helps make the show just so enjoyable. Oh, like, yeah, because there's so much shit that you're familiar with. And then like on top of that, not only do we have big acting everywhere in this show, but we have way too much makeup that wasn't oh, yeah. made for H high def like, TV. It, like, but this property has been sold so many times, so it's been taken care of, and you're getting like this different version of it where everything's like so crystal clear. Yeah, that it's just really funny, like the makeup and well, it's and, weird when you choices. see when they cut to like the ship in space. Yeah, and that's all like computer generated shit from the, like the last decade. But if you watch the original show, like with the original, like like cut to space, it's like it looks like it's like a, a drawing, basically, you know. Yeah. Um. So 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 Bones gets this thing and then he goes nuts and he and he beams himself down to the planet. So Spock and the boys chase after him, and on the planet they find this fucking like thing, this like rock formation, and they're like, "What is this?" And the rock formation starts talking to him, and it's the the guardian of forever. Yeah, and it's basically a you always just stumble across these things, you know, when you're you do tracking and, space. And it's basically like a time machine or a time vortex everywhere. And then, like on it, you're seeing like film roll of the universe in order of uh, you know. Yeah. And so seeing old movies, old gladiator movies. Yeah, 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 it's stuff like that. Stop. World War One. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's our history. Yeah, and so. They're like, and, and the, the thing kind of can speak. And it's basically like, I'm the guardian of forever. Uh, if you jump in here, you're going to go there. Oh, I guess. And then uh, <laughs> Bones ends up jumping in there. So then Spock and Kirk are like, we have to go after him. You guys, if you, uh, you and know, they have to time it up too. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. it's crazy. It's weird. How, it's kind of like even some, get close to it in theory is kind of yeah. like, hey, well, all right, the weirdest whatever. thing is that they end up getting there before. 
Yeah. So, so Spock and Kirk. So Bones jumps in first, then Spock and Kirk jumps in. Spock and Kirk land in 1930s uh, New York. And they're like, oh, I got weird ears, man. We got to figure this out. Which is really great because it is so soundstage. Oh, like, totally. everything is. But typically it's planets with purple background and yeah. big planet rocks. You know, yeah, that, there's that one is your aesthetic. But now it's totally like soundstage town. There's one cutaway where it's like the Brooklyn Bridge from like 1960, a video footage of it. And you're like, it takes you out of it so much. You're like, <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, OK. Yeah. Um. So they land there. And now they're looking for him. They don't know where he's at. And uh, Spock's tricorder is messing up his like computer tech, his, his tablet, basically. Yeah. So. He wants to find a way to get it to work. So they end up uh, stealing some clothes, harassing a cop, <laughs> hiding in the basement. And it's a it's a mission. It's like a place for like, uh, you know, a mission. Like, yeah, a, yeah. well, they have a mission every episode. That's what they're right. doing. That's right. And so they end up in the shelter. And the, yeah, women and that, the best part is yeah. Spock's rocking a, a beanie. Yeah, he looks great. He looks yeah, like he's so about he, ready to hit an open mic on the oh, lower he, east side. <laughs> It's but great. it helps cover up his ears. Yeah. Which it's kind of funny because you get to, it doesn't take very long to get over his ears. You're not even I don't even notice them. Yeah. It was very funny when the cops like, what's going on? And immediately he's like, oh, you're probably looking at my friend. Uh, He's uh Chinese. Yeah. And it's like, and if you're bothered by his ears, it's probably. And then Spock goes, the accident I had as a child. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 dude. Spock, I mean, it's no surprise, uh, but because Leonard Nimoy is awesome, but he is just like the heart of the show. He's yeah, all he's most of the humor. Yeah, you know, it's no wonder why he's the breakout character. Totally, you know? and that was he thing- also gets to be like he's the straight man and he's the alien at the same time. They wanted but- to fire him after I think season one. They were going to fire him and bring in a different character, and. Like the he was like, I'm getting 10,000 fan letters a week. Yeah. It's like if you fire, he's like, you can fire me. But if you fire me, your show is toast, bud. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Uh, and he loved it, too. I mean, obviously, he was in a bunch of documentaries and stuff. And and all these people love the show and have like gone back and reflected on him in different because ways. Because they're some of the first people to ever had to deal with the weirdness yeah. of being like in a beloved, you a know, superstar fran- like that. franchise like that. Mm-hmm. Like people didn't go to like James Arnez from Gunsmoke and be like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, so there. So then they meet the woman, uh, Edith, played by Joan Collins, uh, who is a babe. And you can tell she's a babe in Star Trek because she's always got like really yeah. soft filters on her. And, and she doesn't look 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and so that's she, one good thing about this, though. They don't uh, do that weird, uh, unappropriate uh, casting ages. Oh, yeah. Which is a lot more prevalent later. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's all, never fucking a 19 year old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Edith runs the mission and is like, you guys can stay here. I got a room for you. And then Spock's like, uh, hey, I got a hobby. Can I, uh, you know, anybody that knows, has radio stuff? Because he's trying to amplify his tricorder so that he can figure yeah. out where bones. He's just is. trying to do some science shit. Yeah, 
And so he's a but, science officer, you know, that's his that's his wheelhouse. So we don't. So Bones is just fucking well, who knows? Spock or uh, uh, Kirk is falling in love with Edith. And I, <laughs> in a lot of these shows, it doesn't it feels like they in, show up at a place and immediately Kirk's yeah. like, I love this lady. And there's yeah, no they re- meet him and they go to commercial break and come yeah. back and they're in love. But like in this, I kind of feel like I feel like they were down there a couple days or weeks, like at least a yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. And that makes it real a little more believable. Um, and while Kirk and her falling for each other, Spock's getting his computer stuff figured out and he ends up getting the tricorder and he reads. He sees two different, basically two different. Yeah, futures. Pretty cool. There's a future where Joan, where Edith, this woman dies. And there's a future where she talks FDR into peace. Yeah. End up being a peacenik. And then and if, as a result, the Nazis, the Nazis win World War Two. They discover the atomic bomb first yeah, and, and, and millions win. millions millions die yeah and so they realize like whoa and spock even kind of says it to kirk he's like hey man i got some news you're not gonna fucking <laughs> like this but he's like he's like something that happened by bones coming here is gonna affect this and we don't know if he's gonna kill her or what but we just know that edith probably has to die it's like that famous dixie chick song yeah, Edith man. has to die <laughs> And Kirk's in love, man. Yeah, man. He's like, but that's my girl. Yeah. That's my girl. And then Bones shows up. Then Bones shows up. And that's the thing is he like. It's really, time travel. It's all, it's all instantaneous. But he shows he up. He goes like, into a random spot. I just don't understand why he. Sh- I mean, it's time travel. But he jumped into the thing so much further than that before them. I thought maybe it was going to be something where it's like. He's like, oh, I've been living here for the last seven years, you know, yeah. or something like that. But no. instead, he shows up and then accosts some guy in an alley because he's insane. He's like, that guy assassin. That's, yeah, he, he, that and poor then, guy in the alley doesn't know what's going no, on. And then what does he do? It's pretty much just like, does he? You gotta, you gotta lay off the booze, buddy. Yeah, go he to says the, that, Go to the says, mission. He says no, like, lay off the wood. Out. He says like, lay off the wood alcohol. Yeah. Like, do they make alcohol out of wood? Uh. But then he he finds he he like bones passes out and he takes his like phaser and then the guy like phases himself and I think disintegrates himself. Yeah. And they don't ever talk about that again or touch on that again or anything. It's just hey, what the know, hell guy had to split. Yeah. Um, And so then then he shows up. He smells coffee. And so he goes to the mission and uh, Edith is like helping bones. But like there's literally a part where like he's talking to Edith, Edith's pouring coffees. Edith's is like, Oh, you look like shit, buddy. Well, he does goes and helps him. And then Spock walks right in and they just missed each other. Um, so then it's like, he's starting to come out of his like stupor and he's like, you're an, I've been fucked. This shit is crazy, man. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I'm in the thirties. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is happening. And then, uh, uh at, towards the end, so Kirk and her are on this like beautiful date, and all of a sudden she mentions Doctor McCoy, and he's like, "You know Doctor McCoy?" And then at the same time, Doctor McCoy walks out of the mission and sees Spock across the street. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And so Kirk says, "Stay here," and runs across the street, and they all hug like they're fucking best buddies that haven't seen each other forever. Right. And then Edith's like, "Oh, I'll come." And this, she is great, walks, this is great TV right and here, then too. And she gets her fucking ass hit, pancaked by a goddamn but truck. More importantly is 
Edith is going out into the street and Bones is like, tries to he, stop her. He sees everything that's going to happen. He sees Edith is going to get hit by a fucking truck and he can go push her out of the way. Yeah. And and, save but Cat Kirk won't let him. Kirk holds her. He holds fucking not her. He holds Bones. Yeah. He no. Yeah. He holds he, Bones, stopping Bones from saving Edith. And then yeah. he whispers in, in Bones' ear. I think she's pregnant. I didn't wear a condom. <laughs> No, Bones is like, I could have saved her. Yeah. Kirk's and then like fighting back the tears. Yeah. And then too. they, they and like, I know, I know you could have saved her. They go back, which is not explained. Yeah. How they, how they reopen up that fucking thing. Well, uh, here it's because they cut to the, the away team. Yeah. They, they cut to the other, the Scotty there watching. So and then they jump back through. Yeah. We don't need to know. No. And they jump back through, and then Scotty's like, you guys have only been gone a second. And then yeah. Bones jumps through, and fucking Kirk is noticeably being like, ah, he's watching a fucking lady I was fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, rough go. And then it's over. Now, what's fun about that is, uh, so that thing, the, the um, Guardian of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. that's not referenced again in Star Trek until Star Trek Discovery season three the most recent season which takes place like in the year like a million year in the year 3189 so another thousand years in the future um and they show up on a random planet and there's a door there's like a a door in the middle of nowhere and an old guy and and the like through this episode they're like what the fuck is that and then they use the door a very similar way and then at the end of it she's like what is happening and then it, the door like evolves and the old guy in the chair like evolves. And then they just turn into that rock formation and you realize they're on that same fucking planet. And that wow. I thought was very kick ass. That is um, after 40 years of not using that as a story thing. Maybe it's been in reference in books and shit, but um, so that re- that rules. And uh, one thing that I thought was interesting when I was researching about this episode before we move on to the next one is it was written by Harlan Ellis, who's like a famous sci-fi writer yeah and harlan ellis is interesting because uh when james cameron made terminator harlan ellis sued him because terminator oh that's that guy yeah it ripped off an episode of the outer limits and he won and so now harlan ellis has like a credit on terminator and all the terminators yeah and later they're like terminator also rips off this other outer limits episode that harlan ellis co-wrote and Harless Ellis said in a statement once, like, no, 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 no. Uh, Terminator doesn't rip off that one. It only rips off the first one. Yeah. And I think that's... Well, so that, it's also funny just because these are all, like, sci-fi concepts. Yeah. You know? And... But you gotta like, think of, like... He was out there first. Yeah, and, like... You know? Like, I, I don't love James Cameron. And especially once I watched that uh, fucking... Uh, what is it? Uh... Uh, the start. There's a Titanic movie from the 50s that I loved. Yeah, a night to remember. And you literally, he lifted the entire movie as in Titanic. It's like, oh, you're just ripping people off in that case. Like he's yeah, very technically beautiful as a good wait, director. I didn't, I didn't know he lifted the Titanic. Yeah, he pulled it up. That wasn't. I figured they'd been in the news. Let he should have let those people. He didn't want to make waves, so he, he no. stopped. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Also, Harlan Ellis feels like he's one of those guys that's like cool but like if he he died like a number of years ago but like a lot of cancelable type stuff yeah 
grabbing some lady's boobs at like a sci-fi convention and shit. It's like that bum that created Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, sort of. Uh, okay, next up, Mirror Mirror. Now tell me about oh, this. Oh, yeah. One. This is a good one, too. Yeah. I don't is remember this what the one happens. You met- they're doing some shit out and about. Yeah. And uh, they're getting beamed back. There's a storm. And what's interesting, I love the way these episodes start. Yeah. There's always such interesting starts. This is basically them being on a planet and trying to like get this planet to make a deal with them. Right. And yeah, the so planet's like, we don't want resource. To. Yeah. And the planet's like, we don't want to because we don't trust what the future is going to be like. Well, you trust you and the Federation now. But then what if in 100 years you guys come here and just own our shit? Yeah. And so they're like, all right. And then they leave. But there's a storm. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Uh, all of a sudden they get beamed back to the bridge. Something that's happened. Uh, you know, tons of times. Yeah. You know, except not the bridge. For, they get beamed to the, oh, the transport. Teleport. Yeah, exactly. Something that's happened a hundred times, you know, mm-hmm. everything should be normal, but nope, they show up. Fucking Spock has a goatee. Yeah. Everybody has sashes and we, different logos. Yeah. We have been sent to a different universe, a parallel universe, mirror, mirror universe. universe. And this is great too, because Spock has a goatee mm-hmm. and that's just been a parodied into the fucking ground trope of evil people. Yeah. Give them a is, goatee. Is exactly. And uh, it's very similar. I mean, community spells it out. They're in the darkest timeline, basically. Yes. Like, like, yeah, the empire fucking rules. There's another one I'd never seen, but I'd seen. Yeah. 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 There, it's been made fun of, you know, and s- sent up. And parodied to all hell, and it was it's great. The Federation of Planets is run way more like a like a an evil empire and stuff. Yeah, and, they're going people, con style and fucking everything's cutthroat. Pirates. They say Kirk took Kirk became the captain because he he assassinated Pike and yeah. took the role took the seat. Um, Everybody's got fucking sashes, and mm-hmm. here, one of my favorite things is they got a fucking little uh, dagger. Oh, the like every, everybody's yeah. like a little Sinbad, like a Sinbad pirate now. Yeah, and it looks like uh, d- the dagger looks like the dagger that years later is really synonymous with Klingons. Klingons yeah. have those daggers. All, all the women have midriff. Oh, yeah. A lot of fuckable you know, ladies they're on wearing shows, less, you know? Um, with big hair. And so then, like, those four, like Spock and, and, and Chekhov, or Spock and Scotty and... Uh, Ohura, who else is there? Spock, Scotty Ohura. They're like, they're like, uh-oh, something is fucking wrong. And they're trying to like keep yeah. it real, but they're trying to feel out the situation too. So they're kind of acting like the the people, they're acting like they're these bad guys. Uh-huh. Um, and this is just like a war. It's just like war is in their bones. Like uh they can as- they can just assassinate their their to get a higher rank. That, you that's can just how you assassinate get a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but luckily Spock doesn't want to assassinate Kirk because he knows the captain is, uh, going to get killed regardless. It's a cutthroat thing. Yeah. He's so like, there's he no reason. Captain, yeah. Yeah. There's no reason for it to get blood on my hands. Um, and, and Sulu is like fucking sexually got a, assaulting a or scar. Yeah. yeah. He's horny oh, yeah. and has a scar. He's got a bad scar across his face and stuff. Um, it's got to be fun too for the cast. Which is funny too because it's one of those exam. Yeah, it's one of those examples where the scar is made for TV in 1960. Yeah, where it it 
nowadays it looks weird you know it just looks like he's got all the makeup just looks weird yeah but you allow it where it's like it's like you're watching stage Mm -hmm. like you're watching a play totally so you'll you'll let him get away with some of the shit that they try to get away with here yeah like when you can literally see like i know they bought that like a hobby lobby or whatever the hobby lobby of the day was Uh um there's a part when they go going back a few episodes there's a part when when kirk is fighting con and he pulls these like rods out and it's like oh that's just two pieces of pvc pipe taped (laughs) together like glued together yeah and i I didn't know what to think when he pulled that out yeah like (laughs) what were the what were those serving the purpose of yeah. And then I'm like, is it like Chernobyl? Are those like cooling rods that are in there for a reason? Or, but yeah, that's what the ship is. Uh, and uh, so they're trying to figure out what they and they ask that they're also trying to be very coy because if anybody figures out what's going on, they're, they're gonna, gonna all killed. be killed. Yeah. And and so they ask the computer if like everybody's plotting to kill. It's really funny how they're like, could this happen? Like they figured it out right away. And they're like, they ask the computer, they're like, yeah. Could this happen? And the computer's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, there could be parallel universes. Oh, and then it, the best. They, I wish we could have gotten way more story out of the evil Kirk. And oh, I yeah. mean, there's, I know there's not much story because yeah. they're pretty quickly thrown into jail. Yeah. The so on the so what happened was when they got beamed up to the wrong bridge, the wrong uh, enterprise yeah. on the parallel. There universe, was another. In another, in the real parallel universe, the constant universe, the evil ones got beamed to their their uh, transporter room, and so on there they just threw them right in the fucking brig, and we're like, uh oh, something's yeah, fucked up. But evil Kirk, man, he kicked ass. Oh yeah, he and he only got a little bit of them. And Shatner is just pissed and yeah. yelling and offering power and money to Kirk or uh, to Spock, and it's just like, and Spock's just like interesting like he's really yeah. he thinks it's funny the way he's yeah like, and then he uh. cuts to him again and he walks away he's like fascinating yeah yeah <laughs> uh when he's like i'll string you up by your pointy ears you bastard yeah. and uh, he's just chuckling yeah um and so then they they i mean uh they, i i love this episode just because i love seeing the whole cast play different Evil versions, versions for yeah. sure yeah yeah and then um, yeah. kirk goes back to his bedroom and he's got a, a lady that's oh, just yeah. like hanging around. It's like a, it's he's got like a lover. Yeah. Who like she literally is like, can I be Caesar's wife? You know, Merlina. That's her name. Yeah. Um. Because that's cool. Because apparently in his cabin he has a. Well, what's cool is how many of the things in here. Like you can tell they're trying to figure out what the future looks like. Yeah. And everything is basically to a degree the visions of the future like ride you know yeah from yeah the world like it's always like pull down kitchens mm-hmm, you know yeah. and like screens mm-hmm. behind things that just yeah. open up like that like the kitchen of the future yeah with every room in the enterprise so in kirk's room he has a monitor behind a thing yeah that he, and then he vaporate like any of his foes. He can like kill there's... anyone. And Marlena's yeah. like, let's do it. Let's kill Spock. You know? It's yeah, like that yeah. Menendez brothers movie. I'll hold yeah. the gun if you pull the trigger, you know? And he's like, What do you stop it? And she's starting to be like, oh, I think this is maybe a parallel universe version of this guy. Which is where the big arc of the episode comes in pretty cool is the fact that uh Spock is essentially like not bad. 
but the universe is. Yeah. So he, he's able to play to Spock's Vulcan, uh, yeah. inherent Vulcan logicalness to be able to not only that, but not only escape, but once they do escape, he's able to talk him into hopefully making sending, things better going yeah. forward. Um, yeah. And that's real. I thought that was really interesting how he would, he knew to, he could leverage that relationship. Um, yeah, like, uh, well, that I, just goes also to show the heart of the enterprise crew is they could just like leave a lot of this shit and be fine. Yeah. But they do shit like, uh, when Spock was evil, Spock was hurt and dying. Bones is like, no, you guys go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's, I have a duty to save evil Spock. That's right. I he, like he owes it to the ship. The um the thing I thought was kind of fucked up is when he's like he's just like, Yeah, I understand everything's weird, but I am still gonna like make out with this lady anytime she wants and stuff. Like you know he was <laughs> fucking that Marlena lady like yeah. right away, right? Kirk uh, is weird like that. Yeah, like it's it's super just silly. And then well, it's it's so funny because a lot of Kirk you can tell is driven by executive notes Mm -hmm. like the executives at NBC would come in and be like, he's got to get with a lady. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a episode. People like ladies. We got the results back. The show and ladies. There was so much drama from this show too. When it comes to like, like Shatner was such a diva that like they would get scripts like uh, uh, Chekhov talked about this. Walter Koenig in his book about how he's like, I'd get a script and Chekhov would have all these great lines and you're like, oh, cool. And then on the day when we get the shooting scripts, right. all of that is just Kirk stuff now. And you're yeah. like, and he's like, I have two lines now. And you're like, what the fuck, man? And like he would count. Uh, kind of makes Galaxy Quest work even more. Oh, totally. Yeah. Knowing that uh, Tim Allen's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Shadner would count how many lines he had in a script and how many lines Spock would have in a script and then uh-huh. raise hell. And yeah, I have in, heard of the rivalry between the two in the credits. William Shatner's name is like, of like a couple font sizes larger than everybody yeah. else's he also name has to get all of the lines in the price line, the price line. Oh, the price line commercials. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's super weird. And then like, I mean, and the drama just keeps growing after the movies. Like, once the movies start being yeah. made, like fucking Leonard Nimoy hates everyone. These and first leaves. three episodes are great lore episodes, mm-hmm. you know, like just between pop culture and Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, to get into. And then I think the next three that we watched were more like Star Trek, like everything set. So now we can start doing wacky shit. Totally. Like well, that's and that's where they were because it's the middle of season three by then. Yeah. Or middle of season two. Because uh, the, yeah. the, ne- the next episode we did was that uh, a piece of the action. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to, before oh. we move on, I want to wrap, wrap up with this story. What I love about the end is they figured out how to use the ship to send them back to their parallel universe. And at the same time, I guess we're just supposed to understand that in the other, on the other ship, the same kind of thing is happening. Like, and then they, so they swap and they go back. And it's funny because, uh, good Kirk then is talking to good Spock and he's like, how did you know? And he's like, well, I'm sure on a, I'm sure it was a lot easier to act like a barbarian on a ship full of barbarians as opposed to them being barbarians on a ship of us normal people. Yeah. And like, you're like, oh yeah, right away. It would have made sense, you know? <laughs> um, and then he's sitting on the bridge 
and like some new like woman, some new lady that works on the ship comes over and is like, oh, here's this for you. And he looks at her and it's that Marlena girl. And he's like, holy shit, baby. Yeah, he's going to call her up to his office, I'm sure. Yeah. And then Spock like literally calls him on it and is like, uh, hey, what, what's going on with that? And he's like, I don't know. She seems like a nice, likable girl. It's like, ah, you're gonna you're gonna abuse your power, aren't you? You fucking piece Fox of shit. A cheeky fuck. Um, yeah. Then we move on to piece of the action, which I've always loved this episode because I always th- I just think it's fun. It's really it's fun. stupid fun. And like, there's a lot of episodes. Everybody like is this. having way too much fun. There's a lot of famous Star Trek episodes like this. Trouble with yeah. Tribbles is like this. The one with the um where they go to the planet where the whole planet is children. There's no adults. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of episodes that are like that where it's like. Something crazy is happening and everybody's just kind of being silly and there's not life and death is not as important, you yeah. know? Um, and on this one, yeah. So they so they go down to Sigma Iota Sigma Iota 2. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's where a, a ship was reported missing a hundred years ago. Um, and they basically find out that the culture of this planet is it's like an Earth-like planet, but they're yeah. basically in the Earth's 1920s. Like they got the, some kind of book. Mob. And they yeah. decided everybody play gangster yeah, from now yeah. on. And it's fucking beautiful. Everybody's carrying around a Tommy gun. Yeah. Wearing it, a fedora. The book was the most book was, importantly, overly relying on dumb gangster talk. Totally. The book that they found was Chicago mobs of the twenties, which was published in 1992, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what that, that, that becomes. And so it's ba- so based funny. their entire culture on it. When they first like radio them, they're like, they're like, where should we land? And then he's like, I don't know. There's a yellow uh, fire truck at the end of the block. You can go there. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, just chaos ensues with them walk like fucking Kirk trying to drive a Rolls Royce mm-hmm. is great. And they're just. Spock's like, well, I believe there was a thing called a clutch. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Just... And that's where, like, the uh, my, one of my favorites are, and one of the most popular Star Trek things ever is Star Trek for uh, uh, Voyage Home. The Voyage Home, which is them going to 1986, and yeah. that is what this is setting up. It's like them having to be like, all right, we got to pretend like we're not from the fucking future, and I yeah. love that. I think that's, that's fun. always fun. Yeah. Um. But and Kirk just in this entire episode is getting away with being able to talk like a gangster. Oh, yeah. He's like on full tilt in this thing. And like you could tell just shit like this is like Shatner's like loving every second yeah. of this episode. Probably well, grew up watching this type of shit. Yeah. And that's why this show had to be fun to be on when it comes up like that, because like like you're doing this sci-fi thing. But to this day, they're just doing a fun weird uh, 1930s gangster movie of uh, the week. Like, you know, some weeks they're doing a Western, some weeks they're yeah. doing a Roman play and stuff, you know, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So walk me through. Uh, there's the bad guy. What's his name? Cracko. Yeah. I don't, re- I don't remember a whole lot of the guys. Yeah. Um, I know one of them, when you first see him, he's got a wall with nothing but Tommy guns on uh, like yeah. hung up behind him looks like a GOP senator doing because a they're, Zoom call. <laughs> they're really good at, like, uh, like from this book, they're really good at, like, making things make work, you know? So they made yeah. all these Tommy guns and everything like that. Um, 
And then they like corner spot. They corner them Spock and Kirk and McCoy. And they're like, they take one of them up to one of the gangsters up to the ship. And then later, like when Kirk's at the end, when Kirk's making that big, like spiel where he's like, you gotta fucking listen to me, man. And he's like, uh, they're like, I, they have a ship. They showed me, but I guess maybe <laughs> I just saw four guys. How do we know there's more of you? And it's so yeah, funny. They're fucking Looney Tune characters. Yeah, Everybody. Fucking Kirk is literally standing on a pool table this whole time, like during this whole argument. Yeah. And they get the ship to stun like a bunch of people on the street. To well, they're, yeah, in the middle of might. a shootout. They just yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. And so they end up making a deal with them because they're not in the past. And basically they need to no- let them know the Federation is real. So they make a deal with them <laughs> about uh, the Federation will come around to check on them. But or really, it's cut. It, it'll be the, to the, collect the, their cut. Yeah. And so uh, it's uh, the end of it is really funny where it's like they go back to the, they're like they make the deal. That's it. So when the they're, the Federation will come to check on them, it'll be to collect their cut of, you know, it's like mob talk or it's like, the you know, it's like uh, and I, yeah. normal mob. I, and I just love how. There's all these different Star Trek things trying to be serious yeah. in the world, yeah. but there's always going to be these canon fucking stupid stories going on. Yeah. Like these people can be all, that's probably why the Orville's got such a following is a lot of these newer shows can get all up their butt, yeah. but uh, in well, reality, the there's is- a planet where everybody's running around with Tommy guns. That's the thing that I say that they got it with discovery. That's the problem with discovery is they're taking each other, they're taking themselves just a little too serious. Yeah. If they could be a little less serious, it would be way, and they do, they have fun jokes and they have fun characters, but like, it's still, every that, episode is life or death. That's the holodeck for you. It's yeah. So you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. You can have fucking weird ass episodes with Sherlock Holmes, you know? Yeah. There's a great joke right at the end where uh, so they get back, they make the deal, they get back to the ship and then Bones is like, ah, fuck, I left my uh, phaser right. there. And they're like, well, surely they're going to be able to figure out how to, you know, use that technology and the phaser is the backbone of all of our technology. And uh, uh, Kirk goes, uh, he's like, uh, they're one day, they're going to be in, they're going to take a piece of our action. And like, <laughs> so Kirk is buying into this Bob stuff. He's like, I don't want them to win, you know? Yeah. And I like, I like that a lot. Um, Two episodes left. We got this one. I thought was great. A reason I like this episode is because this really feels like Star Trek. Yeah. Um, Like what Star Trek becomes uh-huh. uh, the inner, the enterprise. The, incident. Yeah. They, the, um, they accidentally cross into, mm. well, you know, they cross into Romulan territory. Yeah. And and at this point, we don't know a lot about the Romulans. Have they been in any episodes yet? I think so, or at least they've been referenced, but we've never seen them the way we see them in here and the way we see their birds of prey and everything. Yeah. And and this was the episode that 100% established that the Romulan and the Vulcan were... Uh, divergent. They came from the same cult uh, culture yeah. and stuff, um, which is why they look so similar and stuff. Um, uh. And the the and this episode's really good, but it's just it's it's fun to see them be like more of a space. It's yeah, like a, and, and starting to have the relate because so much of newer Star Trek, yeah. Instead of it being like the adventure of the week, or you know, yeah, like the original series, I can easily uh, 
take away from it that it's your monster of the week, basically. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Well, yeah. not exactly monsters, but it's just like. But you never are like we might all everybody might actually die or the ship might explode. Yeah. Well, these and shows you, are hoping to get villain. into syndication, and they're not trying to build up these lores like we're so used to now. So you're not gonna try and write these aliens that are gonna come back, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's and this was the because the Klingons weren't. I mean, the Klingons are in some of this the original series, but they're just mm -hmm. like. They're just black dudes. They don't yeah. have like the ridges and stuff. And that's later explained in canon and they make sense of why that is. But um, but the Romulans were like scary at this point. And the leader of them, I, I don't remember her name because she like whispers it to Spock. Yeah. Uh, but that it's really weird because that actress, I don't I don't have her name in front of me. Maybe it's on here somewhere, I'm sure. But she um, the Romulan leader, that lady, she is um. Uh, she started the Stellar Adler school school with Stellar Stella Adler, who's like it's like a fa it's like a style of acting, mm -hmm. like there's a style of acting that's like the Stella Adler style, and she started that school with them, and so she's like a huge acting coach and acting teacher, and she's not like Mark Ruffalo, like Mark she was like Mark Ruffalo's oh, wow. teacher, um, and she just and generations of people, Mark Ruffalo was just the first one I saw, and. Uh, that's cool that like they had these like people on set who were like I just liked all brilliant. the Romulan costumes. Oh yeah, the costumes are great. Which, costumes throughout like every episode are great. Yeah, just um, because they're so out there trying to make something that you've never seen before, but it's also got this like uh, sci-fi, like you know your classic era sci-fi kitschiness to it. Yeah, yeah, and. And, and I like I like that. That's what I like about this episode is it just feels like they're really exploring who the Romulans are. Yeah, it's, and, it's universe building before universe building. That's right. Like it's a very important episode to what's going to happen to this giant franchise. Yeah. That at the time, it's just we're just trying to write an interesting story this week to sell TV dinners. Yeah. And then eventually uh, uh, Kirk turns himself into a Romulan. They like make him look like a Romulan, which is yeah. really fun. And, and Spock's like, you got to fucking get rid of those ears. Spock almost bangs the leader of the Romulans and he's he kind of falling for it. Well, know? no, he doesn't. Spock is just, he's a total fuck boy. He is a fuck boy. He's like a simp. Yeah. He's <laughs> totally playing this girl. Yeah. So um, he can like save the day and steal the fucking cloaking device. The yeah. MacGuffin of the episode. They have a fun interaction early where she's like, you're a, a, a Vulcan, so you can't lie. And he's like, that's true. And she's like, so tell me about this. And he's like, well, just because I don't have to lie doesn't mean I have to fucking tell you everything. You know? Yeah. And I thought that was really fun. Um, but yeah, that's a great one. And then uh, do you want to just move on to the last one? We're there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the last one. Now, this one I picked because this is one that I when I think of Star Trek, I think of this episode. It's such a uh, interesting, it's weird yeah, silly, and it's uh, episode season three, episode twenty two, the Savage Curtain. Um, and it it's basically yeah, hopefully they sued Marvel for Secret Wars. Yeah, that's basically what's going on is they run into an alien species that uh, goes reads their mind and gets then like a super group of the best and the worst of the pretty much Spock and. Kirk's Kirk. mind yeah so it has it takes them plus their favorite heroes versus their most 
feared villains. Yeah. So it's it's Kirk. Well, oh, so, so it's Abraham Lincoln, yes. which it starts with them like being in space. And all of a sudden, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln is floating in space <laughs> in a chair. And you're like, yeah. all right, <laughs> let's this is, go. This is why we watch this type of shit. Uh, and then uh, and, and they invite him on board and they like go all out. And everybody's like, I think Kirk's fucking stupid. Like he thinks this is really yeah, Lincoln. Because, yeah. Because the, at, spoiler alert, like I said, they mm-hmm. used his brain. Yeah. So he's getting like his ultimate representation of his ultimate hero is showing up. Yeah. And so oh, let me double check this now. So it's Kirk and his evil, the evil person that from his brain is Collis. Is that correct? Yeah. And Collis is the is a Klingon. And then Spock has Surak, which come is like a, a famous god or you know whatever almost like godlike figure in the vulcans and then also yarek yarnek yeah um, and then there's also some bad uh commander like human commander and mm-hmm. genghis khan are there yep. as well genghis khan and zora a humanoid named zora yeah um and he's kind of um, like he's kind of like the obvious foil to kirk so right. he becomes the leader of of the bad guys yeah um and then they like eventually they start to use the the planet against them, and so they get spears, uh, which is great. Yeah. Seeing Kirk and Spock hanging out, talking to each other, uh, sharpening spears, and uh, it's funny too because just it, they have this tool, and he doesn't really know how to use it, and he's just using it for a little bit in the episode. Mm-hmm. It's just funny watching Shatner bumble with a stick yeah. and a rock. At one point, meanwhile, they've Spock's stick is already sharpened. Oh yeah, so it's a great he's stick. able to just keep working on the tip of his stick and not look like a. It, I don't know. It's just one of the weird takeaways I took from this episode. Also, the alien mm-hmm. that wants to watch them battle looks like a turd monster. Like, oh yeah, like if the Power Rangers had to fight a turd, a shit, a big shit. Yeah, it's this alien from yeah. this episode. And it's just fun how it all fucking like seeing it all play out and just imagining how they wrote it, imagining how they were yeah. shooting it and knowing that it's a late season three episode. So at this point, they probably knew the show was done or uh, maybe the writing was starting to get on the wall. So it's like, we're yeah. just going to let's do that fucking uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln one. Jeff it's, been on the, it's been there forever. Let's yeah, just. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought that was great. So let's so those just are Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes, this fucker. I don't know if this was a good one to listen to, but I do think those are inherently six interesting Star Trek episodes. Um, why they're interesting. Um, do you think you'd ever go and watch the whole series top to bottom? Um, I probably, maybe, I don't know. There's so much time in there, but I, I, I'm, I think I'm more prone to just throw on random episodes. Yeah. It's a good show. It's, to, it's a good Star show to Trek, put on at night. Star Trek is perfect late night television fare yeah. just because the beeps and the whirs mm-hmm. of the bridge yeah. just make great like white noise to fall asleep to. Yeah. I've been doing it forever. So like, and again, man, just like it works. This show has aged so well because it's such a fucking institution. Yeah. And then like the creativity just fucking oozes yeah through the screen too and you can tell everybody enjoys doing it and just like 
Well, you and you see, see how where it, like, all the love is. How it when you think look at how it changed the world. Like there's the story of how um I uh, let me Google this because I don't want to get it wrong. I think it's uh Yeah, Martin Luther King told Martin Luther King joined uh, basically Martin Luther King told uh Nichelle Nichols that what she was doing was like one of the most important things that any black woman had done. Yeah. And shit like that. How the in hidden hidden, what is it called? Hidden not uh hidden figures. Hidden figures, those people, those women were influenced because O'Hurl was on Star Trek at that time and stuff like yeah. that. And stuff. And again, it's like another it's, important thing to note is nobody is a stereotype. Yeah. You know, which well, could have easily been done. Mm -hmm. Like Sure, you got the casting and you were able to get these characters and everything. Uh, but now it's fucking, you know, Sulu is always gonna like no, Sulu is just a regular like there's an episode we didn't watch that is uh that we I didn't throw in here, but it's called the naked time or the naked one or something. Uh -huh. And it basically they all kind of have like it's like a they all kind of go crazy and like live out fantasies on the ship. Is that when and, Sulu does fencing? Yes, the fencing. But he's not doing fencing. Or yeah, he's doing fencing. And in the script, it was written that he would have like, it'd be like samurai. Yeah. And he'd have like a ninja sword and shit because he's Japanese. And he's like, you know what, though? I'm Japanese, but I grew up in America and all my life I love Zoro. And so like, if this was really taking over my brain, it'd be fencing and Zoro fighting and stuff. And so that's yeah. why he did that. And things like how... um. So Sulu, this is kind of an inter I think this is a really interesting thing about Star Trek is uh, George Takai played Sulu was in yeah. the Dirty Dozen that movie. That's, that's what's so interesting too is so many of these people are just fucking legends. Oh yeah, of of just like being gracious their entire fucking life, like George Takai, mm -hmm. and and not only uh, being like a landmark person for uh, Asian Americans is. Uh, he was out. Yeah, uh, very, very early, Americans. and just like has been a great champion to like normalize and just like put it in front of people forever. And just, uh, I mean, he's a fuck. He, he's an online like yeah king he's, too. He's now. fun. Yeah, that's what. So, so he's on season one, and then they were shooting the Green Berets, not not the Dirty Dozen, the Green Berets, and that went over. And he's like, well, I have to do that. I can't leave this movie. So that's why Chekhov shows up in season two is because they needed a new character to fill that role. Yeah. And Roddenberry's like, well, then we'll have it be a Russian kid. And then, and then yeah. NBC's like, we want him to look like he's in the monkeys. And they're like, all right. Yeah, that's hilarious. And, and he was bald, too. So it's like he's wearing a wig for all that to look like him. And and the, the, the silliest thing about all of this is. Is in. So we talked about Space Seed, the con episode. In the Wrath of Khan, it's Chekhov that sees the Botany Bay and is like, "Oh fuck!" And that's he, that's the jump-off point. But in real Star Trek lore, he doesn't know. Fuck, yeah. Fucking, he wasn't he wasn't on the show at that time, so he wouldn't have seen Khan, didn't know Khan. But when they sent him the scripts, he's like, "I'm not in his book." Walter Koenig says, "Like, I'm not going to tell anybody that. I'm not going to have them take me out of these great scenes," you know? Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was so funny how they just play with it. And also because of the way the show is, you're like, well, yeah, we didn't see him there, but that's just because he, 
wasn't promoted to that part of the office. There's 400 people on the ship at all times that we don't see, you know? Yeah. I binged a lot of them this weekend and uh, it's definitely a good feel, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're kind of like in a show for a good chunk of a day, yeah. this is definitely a good show to just like sit in. And it's because it's like experimental. It's like the sixties and TV yeah. is just so different. You get really, there's one episode The um, let me Google it. I almost picked this one, but I thought it was, it's so weird. Um, uh, let me look. Yeah. There's, and also there's, a lot of the shows, in my opinion, from the sixties, aren't really worth going back and watching. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. Cause it's like, for us, it's like a whole different world. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to watch. There's an episode, uh, there's an episode called cat's paw, which mm-hmm. is like a Halloween episode where they're like, it's like a, there's like a vampire in a castle and it's, it's not, it doesn't feel like Star Trek at all, but it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so that's one to check out, but that's because they were taking those chances and risks and being so experimental and stuff. And they're like, well, fuck, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times it's like Gunsmoke had these sets on studio. So let's look at that. And then they're like, well, Lost in Space had this thing. So we're going to shoot on that set today and stuff. And I think that's so interesting. Hell yeah. Um, goddamn. Well, I feel like we talked about Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you the say original we series. Get out on a joke. What I would like to do at some point is go through the movies, but I feel like that'd be hell. Well, I mean, they'd be interesting because I haven't really seen most of them. I've seen parts of them, but I've never really watched them because again, I not really, like I said, at the beginning, I like know the original stuff, but I don't. What so. is what is the Star Trek April fifth Star Trek day? Because that's the day I guess first contact happened. First contact oh. day. Um. So for first contact day next year. So for April fifth, twenty twenty two. Let's talk about one of the movies. All right. Sure. Cool. Good. Uh, April the fifth be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the show. Uh, Goddamn, buddy. That was fun. It was fun talking about Star Trek. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm pumped for the next one. I'll tell you this. Star Trek, the original series, has been talked about on a million podcasts. None of them, though, talked about it the way we did. (laughs) None of them picked those six random fucking episodes and then spoke in depth about some of them and kind of glossed over some of them. Well, you know, it's one of those. It's like, you know, when you're writing something Mm -hmm. on a wall. And you have a magic marker. Yep. And and you wrote the first three letters. And, and then, then it all of a sudden fading. you're like, I, I'm not going to have enough room to mm-hmm. fit my other four letters in. Yeah. And this marker's drying up. And too. Have them be this size. Yeah. So I have to like start to scrunch mm-hmm. in at the end. That's kind of kind of what happened there. I an still analogy. Real good time. I... Now, I want to say again, congratulations. You guys got a wedding coming up June right. 9th. June so, 9th. So one from the recording. That's one month from today. That's right. That's crazy. Um, are you got jitters? Uh, yeah, I got jitters, critters. You think you it of, uh, uh, you know, runaway bride in it? Can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are you going to go? You live together. Right. Uh, that's exciting. In the backyard, I'll just run into the bedroom. That's the room. Um, where can the listeners find you on the internet, dude? Reamcore, R E A M K O R E, uh, on all the things. So yeah. that's where I'm at. 
check that out. Pretty soon I'll be in the kitchen. Yeah. Making Sunday dinner. Oh, what are you gonna make? Uh cream creamy chicken. It's pretty much one of the easiest uh meals you can make. You grab uh some chicken breasts and a can of cream of mushroom soup. Okay. And then uh throw it in the oven together. Uh then you can add some stuff to it. I'm gonna add like bacon and cheese, but uh Okay. Just a easy creamy chicken. Now, I'll tell you what I made. Fosh, first off, Lizard, you can find me at Patrick Case. It's at P A T R I C K K S D I E, PatrickCase.com for all the coming shows and dates. Stand up's coming back now that I'm uh, vaccinated. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, you can actually probably start seeing real dates on there again soon. Um, uh, here's what I made this week. I Maybe I talked about this on the show a little bit, but I'm real into Hamburger Helper. Oh, uh, yeah. And using like Beyond. How can you me. not be? And I made, first off, okay, so there's the my, my grocery store. I swear to God, they just got like two boxes of Hamburger Helper, and then I'm the only one that bought it, and now it's all gone. But they got stroganoff. Mm. Like, they got like 100 boxes of stroganoff, four boxes of cheeseburger mac, and then like 100 boxes of uh, Philly cheesesteak, okay? Okay. So I bought the, I bought the cheeseburger mac because I love it, and it ran out. And then I started buying the stroganoff, which I hate when it's cooking. I I'm, love way, the I'm way too hungry for you to just go on a yarn. We're almost done. About we're, Hamburger Helper right we're now. Almost so you got to fucking tell listeners where they can find you. So what I did was. I don't want to hear another fucking stroganoff or fucking cheesy macaroni come out your pie hole. That's fine. Okay. So uh, Patrick Casey, uh, if you like the podcast. Uh, if you like the podcast, get on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Nostalgic Front. And then another thing you can do is, if you're a vegetarian like me, is you can take uh, Beyond Sausages, oh, God damn it. crumble it up, and put it in the stroganoff. And I tell you what, it changes the game. It's no longer stroganoff. Right it's so good. Um, and then I made, of course, I May made the Philly cheesesteak, but I didn't crumble the, the mm -hmm. dried onions on top. I threw them away. And I instead just put extra cheese on it, and mwah, it tastes great. This all sounds amazing. Um, Patreon, uh, we've gotten a couple of new people in the last little bit, so that's been awesome. So if you want to give us a dollar, Shut give up. us two dollars or whatever, yeah, it's been fun. Um, and uh, if you want to send us anything, email the nostalgic front at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter or something like that. Um, tell your friends, be cool, never die, and as always, remember: if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.